bit Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind You might are fired, corrupt, desires, believe, when I say you'll smell jail one day, tell me why this government is some bullshit, tell me why their pensions made back of covid Tell me why I never want to hear you say Africa is corrupt again. <laughs> They're going to love that one. They are going to love that one. I don't worry, I won't go with the vibes this week. I'll go with who it actually was, Backstreet Boys. Oh my God, thank God. Yes. Thank God. Yes, yes, yes. I would have, you know, I could have gone for Westlife. I could have, I could have really gone for Westlife, but... I went for the back. She was lovely. <laughs> yes. So you got that right. You got that right. It was Backstreet Boys. Good. I want it that way. Good. And that's what I want. I want Matt Hancock, Matt, Matt Hancock Roach to go to jail. That's what I want. You little bitches about Africa is corrupt, but you've not ate all the, you ate all the COVID money. Like all of you chopped it. Wow. It helped, you, helped you turn it into a song. <laughs> So anyway, um, to introduce the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. And it's me, Kalechi, in the Ross Club place to be. With me, Sadie. And we've got a very, very special guest this week, a baby boy that you all love so, so much. One of your favourite episodes, 100 Pennies, we're reloading it. Giving you the bad man that is Kevin Morosky. <laughs> do, do you know? I can't believe that I'm here enabling you because at this point, <laughs> you would have released this episode and I would have tweeted you or messaged you, lock off your internet, <laughs> like behave. <laughs> And, and that was such a confusing intro because that is a big boy tune. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was just watching his face. He should have seen his face. I was so confused. Like, wait, what? And I didn't know whether to join in or not to do. You need to behave. I don't know what is wrong with you. You definitely wouldn't have gotten the words right, I tell you that. She, she remixed the hell out of that song. Yeah, that's why it was confusing. Because uh-huh. I was already for the fact. Tell me what, like, really? Hey, I was, I was going to jump in. I was going to jump in, but fine. You, you had your own direction, and you I'm went tired there. Tired of you. We have to use the songs. Exhausted. <laughs> I just don't understand. But um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here to yes. join us. Yes. Thank again. you for having me. Like, you know, I, I just like, I, yeah. Any opportunity to be in your presence oh. is a blessing. Oh, I'd like. I mean that. Uh, deep, deep. You know, as a Virgo, I don't know how to lie. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. That's you just be telling people about themselves. Burgers are quite cutthroat. My best friends are burgers. Yeah, they're very. They don't yeah. even. What what is couth? What no, is tax? They're no. just like, no, it's not working. It doesn't look nice. What more do you want me to tell? Change you? it. Yeah, change it. What do you want me to say? Yeah, uh, couth, tact, uh rare luxuries I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> no time. Talking of luxuries. Yes. Can we talk about this Gucci bag? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh my God. Wow, the Gucci, the Gucci side pouch. It's so gorgeous. But you know, like when I saw you walking towards me, I said, this guy is rude. How are you giving me, you know what? You're giving me aspirational vibes because I'm always saying this to Sadiq that the kind of life that I want to live, I just want to give you a casual look, but I'm expensive, fam. I'm expensive. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't right? no, even know. No, but it's true. Just to jump on that, I, I definitely like it as well. Because you know, it's like, you know, you, you want to keep it simple. You don't want to be too loud and you just give them a little gooch. Just, just, just give them a little, uh, do you get what I mean? It's just a little pop. There you are. Just, just to let these people know that, look, um, we're, not on the, we're not the same, you know. We are not we're the same. Really, we yeah. might look the same-ish, but we are not. My money and your money not be the same, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't even know what to say to that. You're just like putting a target on my back. But <laughs> you're just a stylish guy. I feel I like know. every time, even the things that you bought Lev, they're just very stylish things. Like, you know, like people buy Lev lovely gifts. And then I open your gifts and I'm just like, how does he do this? Like, yes, yeah, I mean, I bought Lev a night track suit. So compared to. <laughs> <laughs> so. I really want to know why you got left. No, it's all good. Listen, <laughs> everyone's just listening like, this guy's rich. And it's like, you know, you can get ideas but to rob me, but I'll let you know I'm from South Nord, so play with your life. If you want. It's not happening. It's not happening. But you, are you or I or both of us, in the words of Romeo, will go. Uh, well, the asterisk, i.e. <laughs> yeah, like, don't play with me if you want to, but that's up to you. No, I think, um, I don't know what to say about <laughs> This Gucci bag you've put on blast. Uh, <laughs> he was just I'm, wearing it. I was just wearing it. Um, no, I've been doing, every time I do a thing, I just buy myself a gift and there shouldn't be a limit on that gift. Yeah. And this is what we were kind of like talking about earlier. Like our ancestors don't want us to suffer. And I think that we have a wild way of kind of perceiving the assignments and the things that we have to do in this world. And there's this whole thing about having to be humble all of the time, like humble, humble. But sometimes I can get myself something cute, you know, like and and keep it moving from there because I know how fucking hard I work to do the things exactly that mm. I do. And it's not like splashing out every single time, but sometimes I see something cute and I'm like, bet, like I'm going to have that. And not, it's not even necessarily a case of even like the thing is, expensive they're not always expensive it's just for something that you want that kind of makes you feel good and you're just like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get that for me yeah it's 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 this government isn't finna to give us reparations is it so (laughs) um it's it's treating yourself not only yourself in that moment but your past selves and the traumas and the things and very much more very Yeah, a lot of the time, sorry, I think something comes to fruition, right? And I'm like, I knew I wasn't mad. I I said this was the thing. This is how the thing should be. This is the way that you were treating me. This is where the thing came from. And every single one of you 
<laughs> did a whole WandaVision and created this fake world for me to live in. <laughs> and like tried to keep me there. Then I broke out and I was like, yeah, I knew that you were being uh, racist or homophobic or whatever, yeah. right? I knew, I knew it. And so then I'm like, okay, see, see freedom. Let me go and, and treat myself. And you're right. I do think we have this thing of like, I mean, whatever your ancestors are telling you um, is what they're telling you. But for me personally, I've really come to a space of like my ancestors uh, want me to relax, not have any stress and a passive income. Amen. So that. Amen. that's where I'm at. And it, it shows and I, and I love it. <clears throat> I love it for you. I love it for us. Um, and talking about that, like the world that we live in, that they, this fake world that they try to kind of create around us and they call it society. We're doing a short film. We are. <laughs> we're doing a short film that we've been crowdfunding for people. It's called More Time, written by Kevin. Yes. And uh, my writing partner, Tom Dunn. Um, yes. It's about... Uh, should I tell them what it's about? Yes, yeah. Okay. It's about um, what we endure in the workplace. And there is this thing, right, in all workplaces where we talk about mental health. And it's like, this is what we're doing for Mental Health Week. And it's like, oh, that's not intersectional enough because what are you specifically doing for mental health for black women? What are you specifically doing for mental health for black gay men? What are you doing for mental health for uh, South Asian uh, women, etc., etc., mm-hmm. because the things that you're doing are impacting us individually in a very um, separate way. Mm-hmm. I don't think when we talk about mental, what's good for your mental health um, isn't good for me, um, isn't good for you, etc. So we all need different things. Apparently, you like to live in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, yes. I've been dragged now. Yes. Yes. I've been dragged now. Yes. I do. I do. <laughs> Let's just drag my mental health now. <laughs> I do. Thanks, Kevin. All love. No. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, when we were setting this up, my man was like, we should just do it in the dark. Like, <laughs> what? I'm going to start thinking I'm a weirdo. <laughs> just loves the dark so much. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, we all need all individual things and. I think my time in corporate side of things, I've seen some really wild things and I've always um, always had to like run in and like loud the thing and be the bad guy and all of these things. And I, as I was saying the other day, I just truly believe like the more art that we make um, and that allows people to start conversations and question why things are the way that they are. Um, that's how movements start. And bit by bit, it's like, actually, that's not cool. Why is that like that? This, that, and the other. So more time is about, um, it's predominantly about two black women, one of which is played by um, our goddess, Ter. <laughs> um, and the other played by Su- uh, Susan Wakoma. And... Um, it's about them to kind of get into grips of where they stand in that workplace, but also the other characters come into play and how they fit and in, fit into that role and what workplace culture actually is. And it's done through a kind of comedic lens, but also there's magic involved where um, basically um, Kalechi's character, Lola, 
uh, and Susan's um, character both kind of practice and do magic without even trying. Oh. But uh, surprise, surprise, none of the white colleagues can see the magic, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if that's a metaphor or just a documentary at this point. Oh. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. Uh, but it's looking at that and then also the realisation of that magic and the magic of other people. And, yeah, slowly getting to the roots of, I guess, um, what society has done to us. I like the way that you um, described society earlier because it's not a real thing. Where WandaVision is a documentary. WandaVision is so a documentary. It's a documentary. So good. And Wanda's a Pisces, by the way. She has to be a Pisces. <laughs> Only a Pisces will create a whole other universe. Out of grief. Out of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> True story. As if... It's not always. Yes. Vision is a Virgo as well. Yeah, he just, what's the answers? What is this? Why? Clocks everything. Excuse me. You can't control me. I'm not part of your... Yeah. She just rolled the credits as he was talking. Yeah. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> And he then was like, my heart. Vex. Vex. But Mad Loyal as well. But yeah, that's what uh, More Time is about. Um, and it's a short. We're doing it almost as a proof of concept um, and to see where we go from there. So I've had loads of conversations about um, this being a series in different places and every single one. Again, back to the thing that I was saying oh, it needs to be this. Why would you have two main black characters? I, people said that with their whole chest and throat. Wow. Oh and black people or? No, no, no. Oh, black people? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, they, they question it and question we, ha- we have white main characters all of the time. The entire cast is white and we're meant to deal with that and just take that as normal. But you can't stand having two black women... Um, two non-light-skinned black women as the leads. Yeah. Um, Not sure if that's going to work or this, that, that. that. Yeah, those conversations on top of um, why is it why is it so short or why is it this length or it should be an hour. It should, just all of these things. And it's just like, I'm a wizard within my culture. Let me cast a spell. Oh, period. And that's why Mary had a little land. <laughs> where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides. Um, Ooh, the bars. But just, just let us, just let us create. Mm. Like, no, no, no. It needs to be this, that, 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 and the other. And then um, things started coming out, like that show industry on mm-hmm. uh, BBC Three. Is yeah. it on? Yeah. yeah. Can, okay. Yeah. Which was about the industry. So I'm sitting there like. Hmm. I told you. And then there's another one on Netflix that's called like Bonding. And I think some of the episodes are like 10, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, yeah, I told, I'm not mad. Like, I can see the thing. Like, this could work. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to like raise this money and make that pilot ourselves. Cause I think that's an important thing. The next step for us as a culture. Yeah. Right. The diasporas, which is to, um, just go and make the thing and stop. There is a real thing of like um, rulers and measurements and what we call success and what we think is the thing. But those rulers and and that measurement, um, those measurements are were created by people who don't wash their legs <laughs> or season their food. So why are we listening to them? 
I love that. I never know where he's going with it. I just never know. He <laughs> never predicts. It's just great. <laughs> but why? But why? Why no, would you listen not. to them? Why? It's just like Very you know, or like, oh, I really hope one day I get knighted by this one and the queen. It's like her son's a paedophile and she's letting him <laughs> run around. Like, why do I want that recognition? Why do oh. I want your sword to touch me? Right. right. When your son's sword is touching their underage girls, I oh. don't want it. Gosh. Right. Please. <laughs> So here I'm we good. are. I want no parts. Right. Absolutely. None. Not so ever. So let's go and make the things ourselves and don't worry about the views or things or the likes of the things. It's just like you don't know the maths, like as if uh it's not one division in this way, but like you don't know, like for instance, you want to make a baby, great. Uh that takes nine months and this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. Things have to start and then grow, grow, grow back to 99 pennies. Like yeah. you have to do the whole journey, but there is a real thing of people thinking, rah, it should just be like this, it should just be like that. I'm amazed to this day when I talk to people about um, what I'm doing, they're like, oh, I'm so lucky. Like, you only started last year, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 because you haven't been out here. Like, maybe you only took notice of me last year, but that doesn't mean I've only been out here from exactly exactly you might be new to me but i'm not new to this okay so let's all just behave ourselves a hundred percent so yeah this year if you've got an idea go and make the thing and and make it in your image may i fist in kinnerich this year (laughs) (laughs) wow okay so that's what you got from that no, but it's true though. Beyonce said the same thing in that speech. You know, she was giving this when she did that long speech to the graduates because they couldn't graduate in front of people. I didn't know did. Beyonce was talking. No. Beyonce did a 10 minute speech, the longest she's ever spoken for. Yeah. And she said the same thing. She was like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Focus on you and do it and make it work. And you know what star sign Virgo? Uh, star sign Beyonce is? She's Virgo. a Virgo. Yeah, yes. there you go. Virgos run shit. Like they're, they're really out here doing all of the things. But um, yeah, so you can support us to kind of make this um, short film that we're hoping will just grow into a series. Like Susan Wakoma and myself, Kelechi Okafo, in case you don't know who's talking, um, we deserve this. Like we're incredible actresses, right? But why do we have to be the side chick to everybody else's main storyline. Why can we not be the lead characters in these stories? We're both really funny and we both can act really well. So if Kevin and, you know, Tom have written something that allows us to show our skills, why wouldn't you support it? Like, why don't you want us to win? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You're a songwriter. Listen, I like it's really interesting because there are certain things that are also now going on um going on with me that I I can't talk about yet. But I'm having certain conversations and it's like that is genius that you got those two and this and that and it's like it's not genius, it's common sense. Like stop blowing up that I don't I I've got the same access that you do in terms of the internet. Mm-hmm. I see uh, the stuff that you're doing on your channel. I've seen, it's just like, I don't understand how no one has come along and been like, these two, oh my God, why? Like, yeah. it's common sense. It's common sense. And you both do deserve the things. You're talented. Like, yeah. So if you can support, like we're, we're we've been um, signing up and doing all the kind of like fundraising bits and getting money 
from different places, but um, we're trying to hit 40 Gs because that would allow us to be completely free and not in anyone else's time frame. Um, I think we're just shy of 8K at the moment. Yeah. Are you trying to, what's the deadline if, it, if there is one? It's another 14 days, I think, left on it. Another two weeks. Yeah. So but, like, literally, you man can come through and drop a pound. There's, like, I'm sure there's, like, collectively... That will make a big, 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 big difference with the number of people that listen to this. That will make a massive, just a pound. Everyone difference. just needs to drop a pound. Imagine all your followers just dropped a pound. Just right. a pound. Just a pound, and then we'd be we'd be we'd be laughing because a lot of it is um post production as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And um, can I actually? Do you know what? Can I just give a shout out to um Selma, who runs a casting agency called Look Like Me? Because Selma came along and was like, "Oh, here's a thousand pounds." And I was like, yo. And she was like, no, I want to see it made. Uh, we invest in all these other spaces and companies and la, 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 like, and you. And like, what I loved is, like, she was on some real, like, you last year with all the films that you were dropping. You didn't ask anybody for anything. You just kept dropping these nuggets of information and bringing people in and doing these things. Like, I'm 100% behind this. And I just, like, Wow. You know, so big up Selma, but like you, man. I mean, if you want to drop a grand, then great. (laughs) (laughs) I am not discouraging you, but um, a pound, like even if it was a pound, all of us did it. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt Hancock, all the money that you redirected (laughs) to your friends, you could actually pay for this. You wouldn't get any credit for it. I would still cuss you out every single week but you could just give the money Boris so you take money from that Hancock I would take I, I would take the money for, and, and then some and write, of course I, and attack so that you're not paying so why should I yeah. give me give me the money and then show up the next day and, and, and act like that didn't happen yesterday where's the money like re-up yeah. I need more money. But um, no, seriously, I'm going to put the link in the captions for you to, for all of you to grab. And yeah, whatever you can support us with, please do, because we want to make it. And the same way that everyone's like gassed because they saw me, Dr. Shola, and um, Gina Yashere on Sky News. And they were like, wow, I haven't seen like three women, three black women together on primetime TV, on the news, just like being black women, just being themselves and talking the things. We, we the fact that we don't get to see enough of it should tell you that there's a problem. So in that same vein, we should get to see um, this kind of series. For, the, for now, it's this short film where you get to see myself and Susan um, do justice to Kevin and Tom's writing. Like, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just not, it's, it's not, un, it's just not unrealistic. I think, I think it's easy for me to imagine and see these things because of the work that I've, been involved in and I see the amount of like money that comes together out of magical pots and stuff like that and I think they've done a really good job of um, enforcing or presenting the idea of like the money resides over here but you man live over there but actually the money is whatever is wherever we are yes like if you just deep it, sit back. Like, all they do is draw from black and brown culture um, and then turn it into, like, an advert or a thing or a this or that. Like, it's beyond appropriation. It's just pure robbery. Yeah. And at this point, all the magic, as I was saying before, like, I'm a wizard within this culture, as are you, as are you, as is everybody. 
And so it's time for us to like start making our own things, creating our own things, reaching out and helping each other. I'm not saying that some of us aren't dickheads. Clearly are. Speak on it. Clearly are. But you have a right to make your thing over there and I have a right to make my thing over here. Like we should all have space to make our things. This is the point. Like I, I can still think you're a prick, but deserving of space to express whatever it is that you're trying to bring into the world, unless it's harmful, in which case, shut that shit down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but generally, like, we should all have space to kind of flourish, and this is, yeah, this is just what I want for us. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and support the ting. I'll add the link. It's an Indiegogo um, campaign, so you can go and support us there. And I look forward to to being in the thing. I I really look forward to it. So let's get into the tarot then. So the tarot for this week, it's interesting that the message that came up for us as advice for taking us into spring. So this is like just a general kind of check in with spirit taking us into spring. Um, And Kevin kind of touched on it briefly because the first card that came out is the six of cups. The six of cups came out. I'm using the after tarot deck as well as the um, Lisa Stirl modern witch tarot deck. And then the spiritual seasoning for the soul affirmation cards and um, Kevin Morosky's um, affirmation cards and other things you should be saying to yourself. Like, you know, we're using all of that, all of that. <clears throat> so the six of cups comes out. And when we see the six of cups, we're talking about childhood. We're talking about the... Um, just childhood memories and things like that. But it's about, even if you've had a tough childhood, for instance, right? It's about finding the joy even in that. Not to say that you can just reframe the thing and lie to yourself, but this is, in the after tarot deck, we don't just see the little girl handing the cup to the little boy. No, what we're seeing in this one is that they're running off together. So that you have to be able to kind of give your inner child the alternate um, alternative timeline that they didn't have because if you stay with the timeline that you know that you lived you're going to keep stopping yourself from accepting that the world that you are currently in is one that actually you know you fought for like and that you deserve and the inner child doesn't just stop at the age of seven or eight or twelve or ever that you've left the child there no actually the inner child is with you every single moment of the day and in fact it's the inner child that's getting to press all of the buttons. So if you don't show that inner child love and show them that actually we don't want to be pressing that red button every time something looks scary because we won't actually be able to get shit done. You want to be able to embrace and show compassion to that inner child. So they're getting better at being like, okay, I won't press the red button. I thought somebody was about to move mad there and I was going to press it. I was going to press it and burn all of this shit down. Um, the more love that you're able to show, the more acknowledgement that you're able to show to that inner child, they're not going to have to keep pressing things to get your attention and to get the attention of the world. Because a lot of people, and this is something I've really started to consider when I look at the way that people interact on social media, there is the thing and there is people's reaction to the thing. And often their reaction to the thing has nothing to do with the thing. Like people are literally projecting their wounding. And rather than address it, they dress it up as, oh, it's just cultural critique. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying that we should da 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 and da 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 da. No, all they're saying is like, look at me, look at me. I'm deserving of attention too. Why are we looking over there? You know, and I say that as 
for instance, like I said, the um, Sky News interview that went viral with myself and Dr. Shola and Gina Yashari, overall, incredibly positive. Incre- everyone was so supportive. They were like, wow, this is amazing. Rare, 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 rare. But then you've got the other people on the other side who are just like, but why are we here talking about a royal? Why are we sticking up for them? Why don't we show up for dark-skinned black women in this way? Why are we... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Whoa there, horsey. Whoa there. You're a dickhead because... The reason that you're a dickhead is because if you look at all of us individually, we've all spoken out about things that happen to darker-skinned black women all of the time. I know that I, for one, I'm, I stay louding it up even when shit gets deleted, when I get cast away, but I stay louding it up for dark-skinned black women. So the fact is... Because of the platform, for instance, that Megan has, it just means that the conversation is going to look larger, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that day in, day out, people like myself, people like the um, other women on the panel talk on these things. But what th- that doesn't matter. That All of what I've just said there is irrelevant because really what you were saying is, I wanted to be on that platform. You're the one getting all the attention or I want the attention that Megan has. Nobody comes to protect me in that way. Say that. Say that rather than trying to make it um, uh, an abstract kind of like general universalized um, narrative, hone in on what the fucking issue is. The fucking issue is yourself. Right. And that's just a microcosmic sort of um, example. This goes larger than that. People are projecting their wounding every single day. All of us are. So the better we get at um, attending to, you know, tending to those wounds and loving on that inner child that can that has access to all the buttons the better our life will be. And the next card that comes out is from the spiritual seasoning for the soul affirmation deck. And it says, crying is okay. You're allowed to feel things. And that again, brings home the point. So many people are avoiding doing the work of feeling. I'm one of those people. um, And this is one of the reasons that I've, I went to therapy and stayed in therapy for so long because I'm a I am a great motherfucker when it comes to intellectualizing something. I can tell you the theory behind so many things, but ask me to feel it quickly, quickly. Ask me to feel it. I will not because it's easier for me to intellectualize something and give you theories as opposed to let that thing kind of permeate into my heart and for me to accept that the grief is there and the grief is waiting to be felt. This is why I thought that one division was so incredible I'm sure most of the references went over right over my head. It took me a while to even clock the significance of the advert in it, like all the commercials that they had in it. But the reason that it resonated so much with me is because the same way that Wanda created a whole entire world out of her grief and everybody else was merely characters that she'd taken away their own autonomy, their own agency, their own like multidimensional personalities um, from so they could exist as she needed them to exist in order to save herself from feeling the very visceral pain of loss, of mourning. That's literally what a lot of us do. In fact, that is how our 3D reality, quote unquote, that we exist within, that's how it's been able to manifest because we are living in pain. We're living into in, in the physical projection, like the um, kind of yeah, it's a it's, it's a it's a literal projection, a 3D project, a projection of somebody else's grief and pain and we are stripped of our autonomy to feel our individual experiences because we need to feel theirs and then on a smaller level we're then reenacting that in our day-to-day lives and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller so all that's emanating all that's being transmitted in terms of frequency is a false reality based on loss 
and a fear of really truly deeply feeling but you have to feel it to be able to heal it boom those are words those were words right there yep and then um from kevin's um, affirmation deck we get duppy know who for frighten and then you turn it upside down to give you the translation for those of you who are unfamiliar with patois um it says here people will take the piss whenever they can and this is what you need to understand. Duppy know who for frightened, like, the, to break it down for some of you, the unseasonables, a ghost, you know, Duppy, the undead, whatever you're scared of, will know where your sore point is. And so it knows that you are ripe for the picking and can come for you. If you, There are certain people that can never try to come for me because they know that I'm not the fucking one, Yeah. I'm not the one. And you have to start presenting yourself like that. You need to start reinforcing your spiritual armor and let certain people know that you are not the fucking one that they can come and try it with. There are certain people that will loud it up, loud it up, loud it up of talking about these things. They'll never at me. Ask them to at me. Ask them. They will never because they know the hellfire that will be waiting for them should they try such. And you need to be moving with that confidence. You need to be mo- moving with the confidence that the more that you show yourself as who you truly are and you heal the parts of you that people can use to shame you, because this is the thing, the secret, the code to all of this, the cheat code to all of this is shame. The reason some people let things happen the way that it happens is because they're ashamed of their inner child. So they let that inner child go ahead pressing shit all of the time because they don't want to actually say, you know what, I acknowledge the things that happened to me. I acknowledge the things that I did or was done to me and I'm owning all of this and I'm moving forward and nobody can use it to shame me. But until that happens, people will know, there are certain people who will know that "Mm, this is a point of shame for you. Or even if they don't know, you project it outwards and they can kind of sense that there's something that's holding you back from being your true self. So they take the piss out of you if you have all of your i'm not saying have all of your business out on front street but if you have all of your business in order there's nothing anyone can come and say to you that's going to make you feel any type of way oh my god she's on news talking about racism but her partner's why okay now you've said that how do you feel if the hard on still there are you are you shitting still out of your mouth like what have what have you done what have you done that's revolutionary i'm still out here doing what i'm doing you haven't changed you haven't taken any way anything away from me so it's about time that people start owning the things that people will try and use against you because it means fucking nothing as long as you're speaking your truth nobody can chat to you that's why the next card that we've got is the justice card that's the libra card in the deck as well Justice will be served, you know, and what we're seeing playing out in society right now with, um, you know, even with the royal family, as, as far removed as you might think you are from that whole dynamic, I'm telling you, I love white people mess, and that is a whole lot of white people mess, but it's the most powerful white people in the land. That's their mess that we're watching. That mess also will impact you because why the crumbling of the monarchy means the crumbling of so many constructs that have held us down so while you may not care about Meghan you may not care about Harry you may not care about all of these things understand that should they be successful in speaking their truth it will mean that certain illusions that the monarchy have been able to inflict upon us that the government have been able to inflict upon us fucking the divine right of kings like you do you deserve the throne because you were born into it fuck that shit everybody we are all divine and we are all deserving of ruling our own lives and anybody that feels that they have the right the authority to come and tell us how we should be steering our own lives needs to prove to me prove to me that you are deserving of that responsibility because if you are not you can go and jump in the river thames that's what you can do so the justice card is here to say to us that the overall energy that we're feeling right now is the energy of finally justice is going to be served but for you to be ready 
for when all of those happen, things happen so you can live your best life. You have to address the child that's pressing all of the buttons. Then the last card is the lover's card. For some of you, you're looking for that. I real love. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. I'm searching for a real love. <laughs> Someone to set my heart free. Real love. Almost better than me, Kevin. <laughs> Can you see perfection? Can you see alignment? This is it. That was it. That was that's what we needed. But ready for that moment. That's ready, ready. Because you need to understand that you're searching for that real love, while not addressing the child that's pressing the buttons the things that you're looking for i promise you those things are looking for you too why is this on loud and the things that you're looking for are certainly looking for you right and you will have the things that you deserve you'll have the love that you deserve you are the love that you deserve right and though your more love is coming your way for that to happen you have to stop that child pressing the button at the side of anything that feels uncertain oh this person isn't my usual type this isn't how things usually go for me why are they being so nice to me oh they don't need me to save them what the fuck is this yeah yeah the more that you heal yourself you're going to stop looking for people that you need to fix yeah and when that happens you're going to find that you're going to meet people who don't need you but they want you and that's more important you should want people that want you not people who need you because when that need is then fulfilled which rarely ever is it's always insatiable because it's from a place of wounding but let's say that they stop needing you and they go on to somebody else that they feel that they need more what happens to you right so you should want people that want you because there should always be that freedom that any time at any point everybody is allowed to go their own way but they have committed to being here because they want to be here so for you to be able to feel comfortable in that dynamic you're going to have to not be so scared of people leaving you because where is the fear rooted it's usually rooted in the things that have happened um in the past in childhood you are deserving of people who will stay so it's just that's the reminder but yeah that's the message for this week that's amazing <laughs> absolutely yeah be more like um Boris's children, accepting <laughs> that their father left them. All 600 of them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are catching strays this episode. So many strays. Shots fired. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a word, I feel like. It's a word that definitely speaks to me. It speaks to just lots of experiences. And I, it's, a, yeah. It's one of those things that sits deeply. Needed to be said. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that was really powerful and beautiful as well. There is a real thing of like childhood, tra- childhood trauma and you do have to get that shit up. That's what therapy is for. Yeah, yeah. But Twitter isn't therapy and then places <laughs> like you man need to. Clubhouse is not therapy. Yeah, anymore. like you man need to chill. Like, stop it. Um, and as you said, I really loved what you said about um, inner child and giving them that alternate, um, what did you say? Time- timeline. Yeah. yeah, like alternate timeline. Like, And at some points, uh, the things that hurt you the most are the things that have enabled you to like get through the things. And that's not to say that you should praise your oppressors or the people that attacked you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just the thing that gave you a superpower. Mm-hmm. So again, if we go back to corporate ro- world, 
Then man tried to take me for a dickhead, but I just laughed in their face because I'm like, mm, you don't have a Bora. You don't have... <laughs> like, this is not Croydon. This is not these areas. This is not M's. So when they were like, well, la la, HR, bruv. I'm scared of bullets. Who cares about HR? Like, go on then. What can Sally do to What me? can right. Sally do? Because Sally, what Sally doesn't understand is I have a sister and she will, I will get her to rob you and yeah. like, you won't even know that I connected the whole thing. Absolutely. And now people are listening like, rah, that's how I got robbed. Did you set that up? <laughs> I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no. What I am saying is... Mind you, out. Yeah, Mind like yourself. you lot, it's, do you know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate, but we we are where we are and we're here now. And it's like, right, so what what are we going to do? Yeah. What is the next step? What are we, we going to do? Do you remember when, like, Jay-Z um, took over that job of the NFL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people yeah. were like, la, 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 la. And, and, and his answer was like, cool, we had that conversation. What's next, though? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And I agreed with that. I did like it in places. Yeah, did it feel a bit icky? Yes. Mm-hmm. But also the logic of it is like, okay, cool. But he's now going to go off and try and change the thing. Because he wants to just stand in the corner all day, ranting and raving and arguing about the thing. Like there mm-hmm. is a point where we're allowed to rest, you know, and enjoy yeah. things. Yeah. Fair. I think it's a good point. I didn't really agree with Jay-Z at the time that he was doing that. But listening to that, actually, I get what you mean. But also I think, you know, the means kind of justified... Yeah, so I need to see where he ends up going. Yeah, so I need to see Exactly. And I agree with you. I was like, I was a bit like, "Mm." Mm, but then I was like, you know what? Like, I get it. I get it. I I think I get, and I want to see you do it. And like, um, I can at least believe in your word um, more so than I do in this this dusty government that we're under. Mm -hmm. So let me believe you for a second and like support you being your wife as well at least there's some accountability there we can just go for her if you don't come through with your promises and Beyonce don't play when it comes to her image so yeah she'll get into together go. very quickly very quick she's like I let you do what you wanted to do with your hair <laughs> so let's you know let's behave ourselves she don't play she made him follow her on tour yeah she's like playing. let's go because if I leave you at home you're gonna do rubbish all of these girls will be horrible let's go come on pack your loads let us let us be going let us be going <laughs> coming on tour but I love that I love that for me I was looking at that whole conversation even about the whole hair thing and people were like oh my god you know this image and next to Beyonce's and I'm just like but you have to we have to sit down and ask ourselves what do we think is the corporate look why can't Jay-Z have his locks the way that he wants to have his locks like he's literally yes he's gotten to a certain level of um money you know in terms of affluence and, and living but the fact of the matter is even before you are a millionaire, you should just be able to have your hair how you want to have your hair because the thing that I bring to the table, it's not my hair. Like the, 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 the magic that I bring to the table, it's not solely focused on my hair. Like, let's behave ourselves. But, but I, I think don't know what conversation people... we're having, though. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't feel like the, in the spaces that Jay-Z operates in, I don't feel like anyone ever brings up his hair because yeah. he's he's surpassed that level of, just like you said, like, they know that he's, whatever he's bringing is more than his hair. Yeah. But he's he's managed to achieve that now because he's Jay-Z. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. For normal people with with hair like Jay-Z, they've, they've got a lot more to prove to kind of get into the, into the room, yeah. basically. But um, I don't know. I even feel like we even we project too much on Beyonce and Jay Z. They are not as like 
corporate or like yeah. her name is Beyonce. That's Excel. a no. that's a ghetto yeah. name. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? They are regular people. So I don't know. I just think that's the point. I like how they've remained themselves regardless yeah. of all the hype. I love it. I love it for them. You know, um, as long as like they keep doing like things with it that serves the community, and I think that she's become specifically beyond this, become more community focused as well. So I rate that. Like, let's see more. Yeah, and I also think it's okay for her to have space to. I'm glad that she's doing stuff community, but mm-hmm. also she didn't. She yeah, doesn't. Do yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. by that? Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just like. Yes, she should be doing that, and I'm glad she's doing it, and I'm thankful for it. But also, no obligation as well, mm-hmm. like, to do that. It's that thing of just, well, you should be doing this, and you're not fitting my narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, well, no, like... But when it's Beyonce, though, someone's as specific as Beyonce, the uh, acclaim, the, the position that she has reached has been because of kind of the celebration by the black culture so then to see a violence happening and to not yeah no a hundred percent a hundred percent no then you shouldn't have it but then i don't think that like for instance when it was like the end sars thing where people like you need to say something you need to say something it's like what do you want her to say she actively doesn't speak because she doesn't know like what you know Give, so then you, you lot rushed her and then she had to kind she, of she to come, come and say something. something. Yeah. Wasn't that weird video that she did? Yeah, she was with the, the filter and the piano music in the background. Yeah. She just felt like she needed to do something because you lot wouldn't let her rest because she she understands that she has a responsibility. But at the same time, she can't... If she doesn't have the range for that particular thing... She shouldn't be taking over the conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I just also think not everything is public. Yes. So like... I'm going to say this, I, like, it is what it is. But, like, certain things have gone on with you online. Yeah. And with certain people. Yeah. And then they've shown up in offices where I'm meant to be giving them the work. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we keep it moving. But I don't have to post about that. And I don't have to tweet about la, la, la. Sometimes I will get involved. And, like, because I'm just like, you know what? Let me just give it to you. Mm-hmm. That other times I'll just be like, I'm not even arguing. Here's my location. Let's just fight. <laughs> you have to tell her, Mike. No, sorry, <laughs> you killed me today. I didn't know. expect that. Let's just fight. And other people are like, oh my god, I would love to present. No, no, no. And that's how and I block it. Or like other things of like people are doing certain events, and I'm like, oh, you're talking crazy to her. You're not using that venue anymore because oh. that's my brethren. A good friend. So. Sometimes not everything, you don't know what people are doing. And if you want to know, just ask with your whole chest. And it doesn't have to be a public thing. Just like, I wondered, la, 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 la. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. It's a word. (laughs) He's like, I'm a whole Virgo. I shouldn't be surprised. I just can't believe it's the way he's like, oh, they show up to the office. And I'm like, no, it's not you were trying shit about my friends. So no way. I love that. I actually love that. And that's the kind of energy we need. Because you know some people, you know, we won't we won't name any names. Some people like to act like they don't see certain things or they like to yes. forget when certain people try and come for you. So it's yeah. nice that at least because you're a bit like me in a way where it's like not everything needs to be like an attack. Like you see people going at her, you don't necessarily need to jump in and start fighting with women as well. But I'm gonna remember you. I'm yes. gonna remember your face. Yes. When you need something, watch me. Yes. Yeah. Or just so or just like 
sometimes it's also just not even that war tactic. Sometimes it's just, here's an opportunity for you because you deserve, like, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Let me lift your spirit yeah. in this way. Or, here you go, sis, or yeah. whatever. I just think no one knows everything. Can Like, let's stop walking around like we're... What is the word? Omnipotent? Did I say that right? Yeah, omnipotent. Yeah. Like in all the... We don't. Yeah. We really, really don't. We don't know what so-and-so is going through and this and that and that and the other. All we can really be is uh, mirrors. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is like, if you're showing me her, like, cool, I can, I can reflect. And by showing me her, I mean, if you're moving mad, mm-hmm. I can move madder. I'm a mirror but also if you're like showing me compassion and love it's like oh great I'm just going to show you that back let's let's all like be mirrors I I feel like and just like okay cool what do you need what is it and just talk with your chest yeah Yeah, say it with your whole chest there's a mirror song that I could bring in here but it's related to Justin Timberlake and I currently hate him so no I won't be singing that sorry I'm literally laughing for days I'm going to be laughing for days and you just Can never you, know where Kevin is going to end up. That's, that's why I know now from this conversation. It's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster ride. Just, and we're, no, we're, we're not even on Shea or Magnificence no, yet. Oh, I love but, it. Um, okay, so I'm going to big up ExpressVPN who are sponsoring this episode. And I'll be right back. Right. So when you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want bar- and random passerbys looking in on you. Well, I don't know. Um, so why would you let people look in on when you are going online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Like the queen did not close the door to her family matters. Anyway, <laughs> did you know that your internet service provider um, knows every single website that you visit? And what's worse is that they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. So ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all of my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, and even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. Now, some of you are like, oh my God, when am I going to watch the interview with Meghan and Harry and Oprah and all of them things there? By the time you're listening to this, (laughs) I would have already watched it. Why? Because I've got ExpressVPN. (laughs) Um, And the best part is, Using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN, and um, all the girls love it. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash straws. And you can, um, yeah, you can use the link expressvpn.com forward slash straws and you can get an extra three months for free that's expressvpn.com forward slash straws go and get your megan and harry life bye so this week on share your magnificence as well you know for the fact that we've got kevin in and we're doing wonderful things um i also actually interviewed lovey ajayi so you'll be hearing the interview with myself and lovey shortly she's got a new book out at the moment called the fear fighter manual um it's just wonderful it's it's perfect for professional troublemakers as they call it um in the title lovey in case you haven't come across lovey lovey is an American, Nigerian-American sensation. You know, she's a speaker, she's an entrepreneur. 
um, she's a baby girl, really. So um, if you haven't come across her, boo-hoo to you. But yeah, you'll be able to listen to our conversation about her new book very, very shortly. Um, I also wanted to pick up palegreen.com palegreen.com they sent me out a vegan box the other day that was absolutely fantastic it had like butternut squash it had like lemons it just had everything in it and I was able to make I made like a quick naan bread and I made a butternut squash soup from like all of the things some of the things that were in the box um and I think it's sick that you could just get things like delivered to you like all this fresh veg and they um they ethically um source and everything else and yeah, they're just wonderful. So thank you, palegreen.com. That wasn't even an ad. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed it. And I know that they do other boxes as well, not just vegan boxes. So yeah, um, I'll add a link if I remember, but I rarely remember. So then I've got a letter from uh, one of you lot. Let me see where it is here because you lot love sending things. Um, Dearest Kalechi, as a fellow dickhead in recovery, I can't stand people with their wayward thoughts that they feel so, so necessary to share, even though I know they weren't asked. I want to acknowledge my bestie. She's my inspiration, my cheerleader and my biggest influence in my life because of her essence and achievements. I would like to nominate for Share Your Magnificence, um, my best friend Fatima Omar, yeah, that's her name, who is the head of marketing at the Daily Paper. She's the first Somali female in that position that I know of. She's one of the biggest advocates for black females and non-gender, uh, gender non-binaries because she is an advocate, sorry not sorry, for black progress. As a black woman and not a woman of colour because she's seen life, um, not only has she supported her family through moments of tr- um, strife in this England but she has transcended it to the point of progress through grievances and heartaches she has eclipsed to this starting point and has aimed higher um as the head of marketing at the daily paper their organization has shed more light on African music and African culture not only within the bounds of Africa and the so-called lines of boundaries that white people have set but the post-colonial boundaries of Ghana Nigeria um Kluvian and Somalian uh, Somalia um this is just the beginning um, this brand has had major contacts with various artists in the current platform, such as Burner Boy, David O and Wizkid. Most important of all, um, this is a woman I'm proud to call my friend. Moreover, she's not afraid that the brand stands up for black lives or the dreams she hopes to achieve with the process of black enterprise, regardless of the economic climate. She wants to promote talent that appreciates and honours black people and their lives. As long as it speaks to black excellence, I do not care for other people's excellence because for too long they have benefited from ours. I personally do not care if you feel that the brand is mainstream or that it needs to be cheap and cheerful, but I want you to respect and I want the world to respect their vision. I can acknowledge the achievements of my best friend. I respect her hard work and the vision this brand promotes of black Africans. Baby girl, take this on and as a result of your effort, it's truly excellent in respect to the white mediocrity. Love you, Faye. Um, many thanks for reading this out, Kalechi. You can say my name. I'm proud of my best friend. Um, yeah, wonderful. Um, all the way from Dubai. Thank you. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I love that. I love that. That I, the shame magnificence that, that I enjoy are when people re- literally write in to pick up their best friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so nice and personal, you know. Why haven't you picked up your best friends on this show? Um. <laughs> It's yeah, a good question. I'm, I'm sure they're I wondering. Need to, I need to write. Can in, I just you know? describe when he said that? Um, he really he looked at his nails. 
that needs to cut actually. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about think about a magnificence that they have displayed and that they have displayed. So they haven't even displayed anything. Well, think about you blew them out of the water last week because <laughs> I when they I was, get you your gift. No, she. My sister got me my gift. No, I know, but did did they come together to get you? Something. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't come together. They, I got some cakes. I got a Penhaligon perfume. I got a Lalabo perfume. I don't know if but you know that that's one. not what you wanted, though. It, it's not what I said. I <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love it. Jesus Christ. I love the smells. Yeah. But I joked and I was like, oh, uh, my friends got me a Cartier bracelet and they all embarrassed me. I was like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then my sister came through and she goes, so I heard, I heard. I yeah so about. you're the magnificence I should be right you're dead you bring them out of the water but no big up my friends though they really did come through for me I got red velvet cakes and yes. also it nice. it's not about me don't worry <laughs> so yeah overall you enjoyed your birthday I did I had a really good that was autopilot sorry this was the first birthday I've spent in the UK since I was 18 and it was you done quite... maths this time because people pulled you up on your maths. Yeah, I saw those tweets. <laughs> oh, um, wait, wait, which maths? About the year that you were born. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I got the year that I was born wrong. Because you know what it is? It's like, do you remember that? Um, <laughs> no. No, you must be, you know, People get, come on, Kevin. You, plus, you guys are older. I'm sure you, you wish chat. Yeah, you didn't like that now. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like we're that. We're talking me. about you. Yeah, okay, well, now we're, <laughs> now we're talking about me, right? You know, it's a bit like she when she when we asked Sheree about when her fashion line was coming out, and she was like, you know, <laughs> spring, summer, so, so, spring, summer, September. September. Joggers. <laughs> Joggers. It was just a mix up. Sometimes I get confused. I, don't, I can't remember if I'm Gen Z or millennial, but I'm definitely Gen Z. I'm 24, and it's 1997. Okay. Based on me being 24. Oh, you wanted to check that? Just remind yourself. Yeah, because I think when no, I said 96, do, people were a bit confused. I think you do reach an age and you start to... You're like, am I... How it? old am I? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Recently. yeah. Like, but I don't know if it's the way that mommy played with my passport. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, sorry. I was just screaming. What? Sorry for screaming. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. sorry for screaming. But you know, you're right. People ask me, how old is your sister? And I'm like... I literally have to get my fingers out. No, seriously. I'm like, okay, so she's nine years older than me. No, actually, she's eight years older than me. Nine years. No, because you would have turned nine when I was born. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turned nine that year that I was born. Yeah, I turned nine the year that you were born. So you were eight and a bit older than me. So I had to do that maths and I'm like, okay, she's 33. I'm 34. Fuck. She's 34. But you told on yourself now because I made you do the maths go backwards. Oh, no! (laughs) No, 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 she's... Oh, no, we have to take that bit out. (laughs) No, no, that's not good. I'm actually so annoyed and I fell for it. (laughs) Oh, no, that is so annoying. I cannot. Oh, my God. Men lie unprovoked. (laughs) Unprovoked. No, I'm and then you forget the lie mid-sentence. No, I'm 24. 24, 2nd of March, 97. There we go. That's enough of that now because that's absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, um, now that we've remembered, um, now that we've remembered Sadiq's uh, magnificence and his, his birthday escapades, we'll go to the interview with Lovey Ajayi and we'll be right back. I'm like, what? People are going to freak out. Like, you and Kalechi, how? <laughs> wow. Mrs. Lovey Ajayi Jones. Wow. Hi. Hey. I, I'm a, a bit... 
<laughs> Thank you for this book. Thank you. Because I'm judging you is a masterclass. We already know that. That's why it's a New York Times bestseller because it's absolutely sick. But the Fear Fighter manual, wow. <laughs> when you explained what a troublemaker is, I said, yo, yo, th this is exactly, this is exactly it. This is, yes. this is why I, of all the years that I'd seen you on social media, I was just like, but this is why Lovey is, is great because whenever I'd see your name pop up, you were always just getting people together. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Congratulations on yet another incredible book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. 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 <laughs> so we're going to get into it because, you know, I admire what you do. I admire what you do as a fellow like Nigerian uh, woman. I admire where you've gotten yourself to like there are point, points in this book that I read and I'm just like you know what that resonates so deeply within me to have started you you moved to America what when you were five as well nine nine so you moved to America when you were nine I moved to um, the UK when I was five so there's always that idea of being other and then what that affords you from being other yes um, how do you find yourself in those spaces now? Do you still see yourself as other or is, is, has something else formed? I think I still see myself as other. Like I still, I feel like even though I walk in any room, I'd be like, this is me, you people would deal. Hmm. I still think I represent like, I basically feel like I have my foot in one continent, my foot in the other. So I feel like a bridge. I feel like Sometimes I feel like a stranger. Sometimes I feel like I'm observing. Sometimes I feel like I'm inside. So I'm always hoping that how I show up online and just in general, my work, mm -hmm. my podcast, my book, that somebody goes, all right, that feels normal now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I hope I normalize somebody's existence. Yeah, and you have. You've normalized so many people's existences. Like, you, you are so blessed um, I see you and I see an earth angel. I look at like the, mm. the charmed nature of your life and, and like just reading about all the things that you've accomplished. Like you didn't even want to do your TED talk. Yet said yeah. TED talk is what? Over 5 million views. Yeah. Can Somebody say amen. Somebody amen. say amen. Listen. <laughs> and honestly, that TED talk is actually probably the reason why I wrote this book. Like. Mm the journey to that TED talk was in itself what I talked about in the talk. And I didn't even fully, I hadn't fully realized how yeah. much it was me basically processing what was happening at the same time. Cause in the TED talk, I was talking about how like my, my life changed the year I turned 30 that I was like, I'm going to do the things that scare me mm. and how those habits basically transformed everything that I did. And then this TED talk happened and I threw all of that away and that I was mm. like, I'm afraid that I wasn't ready. You know, I was afraid that I was going to bomb. Mm. I was afraid that the version of my TED talk, they weren't ready for it. Right. Mm. So I turned it down twice. And oh! yes, I turned this TED talk down twice. You know, they had, I was one of the first people that they invited to speak at TED 2017, uh, TED Women 2017. Mm -hmm. It was like March or May. And I was like, ah, my fall is busy. I don't have time for it. Cause TED is, they're like, super anal about their speakers mm -hmm. and what ends up on their stage. So they insist on getting your script. They assign you a coach. 
They asked you to rehearse your, it's like a, almost like a part-time job when you're about to do a TED talk. And I was like, I don't mm. have time for that. Mm. I was like, I, I have, I had like that year, I think I had 50 speaking engagements that year. So I was like, yes. how can I fit TED in that zeitgeist? I would have to basically create a pocket of time. I'm not ready for that. So I said, no. Second time they were like, oh, just come to a panel before TED starts. And I was like, well, I actually have a keynote and an MC, I'm emceeing a conference in another city. I would think in New York and Ted was going to be in New Orleans. So I was like, no, I'm straight. So then three weeks before Ted, I was like, oh, the conference I'm emceeing, I don't actually have to be there because it's the VIP party that's happening the same day as the first day of Ted. So I was like, you know what? I just go cheer on my friends because I had a few homies who were speaking. I sent the emails like, can I get a day pass? And they were like, if you can come to Ted, we want you to speak. <laughs> can I get a day pass? Or you could speak. How about that? How or about you that? Could ju- uh, how about that? <laughs> I said, that's actually crazy. Three weeks away, me yeah. speak at three weeks. How? And during that time I had a, I was a part of a 10 city speaking tour. So I was in a different city every three days. Oof. The way I was like, that's madness because three weeks is no time. And mm. that's crazy. And I called one of my friends unique. And I was like, unique. I, I did, actually crafted the email that was like, thank you again for the opportunity. <laughs> Please think, keep me in mind for the next one. I, I, it's like a three paragraph email. I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to bomb on the stage. I want to make sure I, I like crafted it. And before I pressed send, I called my friend. It was a Sunday night. I remember I was standing by my kitchen counter and I was like, unique, yo, like, this is kind of crazy. They want me to speak at Ted in three weeks and everybody else has a coach. Everybody else has already rehearsed their talk for the last four months. Oof. And this is, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for this. And Unique was like, everybody ain't you. That's it. She said, Unique is unique in giving you the word. Okay. Come on. She snatched okay. my, she dragged my brow. She was like, <laughs> she was like, everybody ain't you. Your, your credentials for the last nine years has been your coach. The okay. fact that you're on a stage every three days is your coach. So okay. I need you to get off my phone, go write your talk and kill it. And she hung up on me. I love it. I love it. Unique did not have time. What are we doing here? How are you doing 50 engagements, speaking engagements here, there, everywhere? And then you're telling me that you can't go on the TED um, TED stage and give them, give them heaven. Not even give them hell. Give them heaven. Heaven. She snatched my, she literally did not even give me a chance to be like, she was like, get off my phone. Wow. And hung up. And I was like, well, let me delete this email before she drags me extra. And Kalechi, let me tell you, I, f- I try to find every excuse for them to say no, for them to be like, you right, you're not ready. I told them, they were like, okay, so send us your script. And I was like, all right. The next day I was on a, I was in an Uber on the way to another speaking engagement. And I wrote, wrote this TED talk real quick in 45 minutes. Wow. I wrote the TED talk and I was like, you know what? I'm going to send it off to them when I get to the airport. And when I land in the other city, they're probably going to be like, you're right. You're not ready. It's cool. Never mind. I land in the other city and they were like, oh my God, we have very few edits, two lines here. Thank you. We love it. Wow. Me. I was like, how? And then (laughs) here's the crazy part. There's one flight out of New Orleans the day that I can be there. And it's at 8 PM. Ted starts at 6 PM. So I told Pat Mitchell, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I have to make a flight at eight o'clock. They were like, oh, that's no problem. We'll just make you opening speaker. Oh, f- fuck's sake. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I was like, damn. <laughs> people just won't let me. Chicken out. What won't God do? 
<laughs> God said, Auntie, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. God was like, I, I need you to focus. Right? Like, it was like, the, the God was not letting me say no. My friends were loaning me courage on one side. The TED curator was like, no, 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 I believe in your voice and your work. I need you to be there. I will, we will make you opening speakers. So you will be the first one on the stage. We will have you in the car by 6.30. You'll be wow. at the airport by seven. And that's exactly what happened. And Kalechi, let me tell you, the day before the talk, <clears throat> I, had, I still hadn't even memorized it. I still had not memorized it. Now you're just showing it. off. Now you're just, now, 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 you, now let me you're tell showing, you. <laughs> what? Let me tell you how raggedy, how raggedy <laughs> I am. I had not memorized it because I was still going on these different speaking engagements. So I was like, I'll focus on Ted when I can focus on Ted. Mm. I had not memorized it. So the night before I'm over here, like, all right, let me read this thing. Let me go ahead and get it together. And I read it to my husband and he was like, it's missing something. And I was like, you're right. I sat there and I scrapped half the talk. Huh? I, I rewrote, like I, I started rewriting and next thing you know, half the talk is different. And I was like, I'm not going to tell Ted. I'll just send this to them in the morning with the new script and say, I just made a few edits. Nice. So nice. I spent like, it was 2 AM and I'm over here like, okay, got it. And I'm over here just trying to read this talk over and over again. I get on the flight at eight o'clock. I sent them the scripts just to be like, Hey, by the way, made a few changes. Here's the final script mm. landed in new Orleans. I step on the stage to practice one time, one mm. time. And I still had my iPad with me that had it. And I was reading yeah. my, 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 I was reading my talk while I was on stage. I, it was not memorized, nothing. I was like, Chai, okay, thankfully I have three more hours. And they were like, you'll be great. I was deleting slides on the stage. I was wow. like, delete that one. Okay, I don't need that one anymore. I'm still making changes three hours before this talk. Wow. Six o'clock comes. They say my name. I walk on stage. And the first thing that happens is my mic falls off my, my, my pocket. Oh. <laughs> my mic falls off my pocket and then the sound guy has to come and I'm standing on the literally on the red circle spotlight on me and I'm like mm. well how are you people doing how are you thank you and then the talk started and I gave this talk like it was something I'd done a thousand times come on like blessings a, it was an out-of-body experience like the talk that's that it. you all see Ted will tell you like the reason why they have the script is in case you forget your talk in the middle of it come yeah. backstage read it again go back out try it again yeah. What y'all saw is what I gave. There was no editing magic. There was no arms. There was no, I forgot this line. It poured out of my body. Like I had been doing it. Water, water, yes. blessings. Yes. One take lovey. That's your new name. One take lovey. <laughs> one take lovey. One, <laughs> one take. One take. <laughs> and I'm going to show you guys. That's it. It's crazy. And I said, thank you. And I still remember that I still have this flight to catch. So I ran off the stage. I literally run off the stage and the stage manager stops me and he goes, I need you to turn around and see the standing ovation that you're getting. And he pushes me back on stage and the whole room is on their feet. And let me tell you that was, it was God. It was God being like, I have something set up for you that I need you to yes. do that will set you up for more things that I have in store for you. That TED talk, a week later, Ted hits me up and says, we want to feature your talk in three weeks on TED homepage. My talk was the first one from that whole event that was posted. Ted will sometimes be like, we'll hold on to your stuff for eight months. We don't care. We didn't yeah. like it that much. Mine was up a month later. Wow. And in a month, had a million views. And let me, it, that talk convicted me. Mm. That talk has gotten me thousands of messages all over the world. Every day since I've done that talk three, three years ago, 
I've gotten mm-hmm. a, a message that's like, hey, I watched your TED talk. Here's what it did for me. Here's how it changed my life. Here's how it made me do this thing I wasn't going to do. And I was like, and I almost didn't do it. Mm, you know, look can, you imagine, can you imagine how many times in our lives have we been, have we not felt good enough? Yeah. Have we said no to a yes opportunity that can change everything for us? Like how many times have we moved scared and said, mm. Mm, I'm not ready or, Ooh, I'm afraid of that. Or, Ooh, I'm not qualified. How could our lives be different if we stopped imagine. moving like that? Imagine. imagine, imagine. And that's what I was like. I got to write this book about this thing because this idea of fear, whenever we move from it, fear and faith can go hand in hand, but the difference is that you have to move in the fear with the faith that it's going to work out well. Yes. And yes. That's why I wrote yeah. the fear fighter manual. And and this is why I, I think that you're incredible. Like you are a gifted speaker. You are a gifted observer. You're a gifted writer. You're a gifted everything. Like I've listened to every episode of Jesus and Jalop. I work my way through <laughs> rants and randomness. Like anything that you put your hand to, God shows up and it's like, I've got you from here. When you were, um, you were the person, when it came to the scandal breakdowns, <laughs> nobody was touching, nobody was touching you. Nobody was touching lovey with, and it's, it's interesting you know, when I was listening to um, some of the episodes of Jesus and Jalaf, when you talk about your journey, when you talk about how you got to this point and at every stage you felt the fear and you did it anyway. And, yeah. and, I, and that's what I just thought was so important for the baby girls, baby boys and baby non-binaries that listen to the podcast that yes. so many people are trapped in fear. And I, and I always say to, that for me, fear is um, when you start trusting your physical self more than your divine self like your your god self's got this your god self already this already manifested because your god self knew that you could see it through it's only your physical self that's like "Mm, i don't know about this but how how can you know what kind of vision do you have in your physical body that part like we can't see the plants we just have to move but you move have to move you move and you tell us here, I'm a professional troublemaker. What is a professional troublemaker, you ask? A professional troublemaker is not. And then you go to tell us all the things that they are not because we know that they're not a troll. They're not a hater. They're, um, you know, they don't want to be a contrarian. And th- that's not what a troublemaker is. Um, a professional troublemaker is someone who critiques the world, the shoddy systems and the people who refuse to do better. As a writer, a speaker, and a shady Nigerian, bop, bop, I am the person who is given the side eye to folks uh, for doing trash things. I'm the person unable to be quiet when I feel cheated. I'm the person who says what you are thinking and feeling, but dare not to say because you have a job to protect or you're afraid of how it will land. And I just think that that is really, really important because you tell us, and this is just the introduction, you tell us what a troublemaker is not, and then you tell us what a troublemaker is, but the troublemaker first starts with self and then the mission opens out to other people. Yes. And yes. so when you are still, when you are lovey, outside of lovey, the incredible, um, you know, pioneer of all of the things that you do outside of lovey, the friend, the daughter, the, the wife, when you are just lovey, um, what is that mission for you? Because you give us exercises in here about our personal like life mission statement what is your mission statement i think my mission is to betray myself less is Mm. to honor myself as much as possible and 
you know, sometimes you have to make trouble in your own life. Mm. Sometimes you have to, and a lot of times we can make trouble outside, but are you making trouble in your own life? How are you pushing yourself past what's comfortable? And that's why professional troublemaking is about the personal first. You know, we often think about the people who are speaking up in public and speaking up on social media. And then in person, they ain't telling nobody nothing. They're not being honest. And I'm like, so what is the troublemaking you're doing outside if you're not going to do it inside? Who are you outside? Okay, be that same person in private. So I try to be that same person in private, you know. So, yeah, my, my, my life's mission is to tell the truth, not just to everybody else, but also to myself. Mm. Mm. And how does that feel at times? <laughs> because it's not always easy when we have to tell the truth. When we have to drag ourselves, I feel like that's the worst drag. Let me tell you, this book drags me. <laughs> I wrote a whole book dragging myself. This book, The Fear Fighter Manual, is dragging me. I remember writing it and being like, wow. (laughs) There's a chapter in here that especially drags me that I wrote specifically for me so I can read over and over again. And it's the fire yourself chapter. Oh, this one that I've, this one that I've bent, I've already bent the ear off (laughs) because I said, Oh, so what Lovey decided to do is write a book and then cuss me out. So you, 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 you wrote a book and you just dragged me. Yes. You said one of the consequences of being a one woman team, the inability to relax when it's needed. We can't be fully present at any moment because we're running checklists of things undone and remembering emails we didn't answer and projects we haven't pitched. So what do we need to do? We need to fire ourselves from being the responsible one. Firing yourself isn't about letting go of everything you do and letting everyone run through wildly. After all, you know I'm a fan of boundaries. Firing yourself is about finding people who you can rely on to do what they need to do. Dragging me. Drag, <sighs> as you read it, I'm like, Chai, I really drag myself. Because you, I remember one of your Insta stories when you were talking about assistance, right? And I even, yes. I've even mentioned that Insta story in one of the episodes of this show. Um, that spoke to me because I said, this is it. This is my spirit soul. This is like, this is my spirit sister. That I'm so kind of hyper-functional that I do everything. I'm so highly independent. I do so many things for myself that when it comes to trusting somebody else with it, I lose my shit. I'm like, no, 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 no. What's going to happen? What's going to happen with it all? Because things do happen and, and it's scary. Yes, I wrote that, that chapter. As you're reading it, I'm over here like, Chai, see my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wrote that chapter to drag me because I am a type A perfectionist, Capricorn. I'm a goat. Ooh. I'm just, I am hyper productive. I get shit done to a fault. And I'm, I'll be watching a movie and I'll just turn to my husband and be like, oh, did we do that thing? And he'd be like, ma'am, what? We're watching a film. <laughs> What is this? And I'm like, oh, my bad. I just, it just popped in my head. This, this thing that I wanted to do. And I'm like, I have to fire myself. And, and let me tell you, this week, I fired myself a couple of times with my team. My team is actually be firing me. Sometimes my team will fire me because they'll Good. be like, love you, face your front. We got this. Don't even go. They won't even tell me about meetings they have because they know I'm going to get in their way. I'll be over here like, oh, can we do it like this? They'll be like, uh-uh. So they have meetings now without me. And this week I actually fired myself and told my assistant, I said, go in my inbox. Reply to everybody. I don't got it. Yeah. And I saw my inbox go in 10 minutes from 50 to six. Oh. And I was like, ha, look at Jesus. Nothing broke. 
no relationships were ruined. Yes. Things moved. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the bottleneck. Yeah. And that chapter, I was like, I want to write it for fellow bottlenecks. Us. Those of us who are just independent because it's a trauma response. Because we always want... No, yes. no, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this with you. <laughs> I don't. What? You better talk. You better speak on it. Oh, this independent, like our hyper independence is a trauma response. And I'm very clear about it. Like it comes from the fact that I've always been the baby who felt deeply responsible for herself. Mm. So my whole thing was, I didn't want my mom to be disappointed in me. So I was like, I'm going to be self-contained. I'm going to make sure I already have it together. So you actually don't have to worry about me. And that hyper-independence shows up in me being like, I don't trust other people because the only person I trust is me. Yes. Yeah. And expecting everybody to drop the ball and it being catastrophic, being afraid of being disappointed, being afraid of what could come from somebody else doing something that could affect you. And then we hold on tight to it. And what it does is it actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy where we do drop balls because we, our time is finite. Our attention is finite. We don't, we only have 24 hours in a day. So then we do drop five balls and we're like, ah, dang it. Maybe I should have done more. Then we tell ourselves we should have done more. Instead of what? Doing less, right? Doing less. You should have done less. So this would have gotten done. Somebody else should have done more. Buy yourself time by buying somebody else's time. Let somebody else do that thing. Mm. And it is a constant struggle. But I was like, let me put this chapter in here because all of us struggle with it. So many of us struggle mm. with it, especially black women. We, yes. you know, the superwoman syndrome tells us we're supposed to have all these balls in the air and catch them all and it looks good. And burnout happens. Mm. Burnout happens. We get stressed out. We get. And the other thing is a lot of us have undiagnosed anxiety. Oof. A woo, lot of us. Woo, woo. A lot of us have undiagnosed anxiety. I realize I do. Mm-hmm, same. That whole constantly running checklist through our heads is actually a form of anxiety, overthinking, thinking through seven scenarios before they happen, trying to figure out what happens if this thing doesn't go well. That's actually a form of anxiety that we are all living with that we just think is us overthinking. Yes, yes. You know, when I talked to my therapist about it, one of my therapists actually earlier on, and she said, you know, like all of the things you describe, it sounds like PTSD because, you know, this is it. Like your hypervigilance, your your way of kind of like rehearsing catastrophes before they yes. take place. Like, you know, you, you, you practice worst case scenarios and put your, but the thing is when you're practicing them, your mind doesn't know if they're, they're real or not. So your body reacts to these things so you're feeling things yeah you're feeling things that you don't even need to feel because they might not happen and more likely they're not going to happen but you've just beaten yourself up with seven different scenarios for no reason that is exactly it hypervigilance is a word that's the exact word hypervigilance my god we are acting (laughs) like we are over here about to do a robbery of a bank we've scoped (laughs) out everything we have we're like okay so then how do we get into the vault all right, yeah. to get into the vault, I'm going to need this. And we're living our whole lives like this. Yeah. I know me. I am tightly wound all the time. Mm. Like where I'm constantly like, okay, what are the eight things that I have to get done in the next three minutes? Mm-hmm. Right? Where I'm just like getting it done, getting it done. And how, how are we able to be present in our lives in full joy when we're doing that? But it's become our default. 
we don't know how to do anything else. We and all our friends are the same way. Yeah. Because we know each other, we see each other, and we're we like, yes, I like, yeah. yes. So we see that thing in, in each other, and we're like, I'm attracted to it. But the problem is that we've all normalized it for each other. We've all made this the way we it just is. Yeah. I don't have any friends who chill and lay back. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of your circle when some of them started following me and I followed, but I was just like, I'm scared because you lot don't rest. Like you lot are on it. Like when I see, this is excellence right here. This is excellence guys. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> That's because we will excellent ourselves into the ground. <laughs> we will excellent our, I have, let me tell you right now, I have excellented myself currently into the ground. I am currently oh. looking forward to April of like, I told my assistant yesterday, I was like, put two weeks on my calendar where I'm doing nothing yeah. because the price of the excellence, the price of the grind is the exhaustion and the burnout, mm. right? And that all of us feel in different ways and might not even show up until one day you just all of a sudden realize, I don't want to get, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Somebody else needs to do this thing. But how do we make sure we don't get to this point? Like, how do we make this a life habit where we start normalizing doing less? You know, like black black girl magic might need to start looking like black girl rest. Black girl sprinkle, yeah? Like, let's black just girl sprinkle, sprinkle. It. Like, because, because all this magic business, can I just, black girl sparkle? Can I just, let me do something that's- Let that's, me just, okay, like once I was like, small. we got to take a break. I mean, we're too excellent. We're too, we're officially too excellent. But then this is the thing. I think that when we exist in a society that, in, that tries to make us believe that um, our worth as Black women um, is inextricably linked to our productivity. Yes. And then we grew up within cultures, especially when we're talking about specifically Nigerian culture, um, a previously, quote unquote, colonized state. Yeah. Um, where productivity was an inherent nature of the amalgamation of what formed Nigeria. I think about the fact that all we know is productivity. We praise yes. ourselves for being super productive. Like your, your, your mom would come home and she'd be like, eh, what have you done today? Like, <laughs> I was a kid. I was alive. What are we doing? Like, I'm five. I'm five. <laughs> I am five. Okay. Shoots. Dang. I, yeah. That's actually a point. Nigerians especially. My God. We are a competitive group of people. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Now, y'all know that Carolas is an affirmation Imagine. and an indictment. Okay. <laughs> it's also an indictment because it's like, did you carry last? You have disappointed us. Jesus. It's like, and we telling little kids this. How you're, you got second place. So who got first place? Ah, oh, how many heads do they have? How and many like, heads do they have? And you're like, oh, they have one head. Okay. So how did that happen then? How, how, how did that happen? I mean... I it's a lot. It's a lot. So then we do learn very early that it is up to us to get things done yes. and that asking for help makes us weak. And mm. then we grow up to be adults who are trying to create companies. And then we end up finding ourselves doing being CEO, COO, accountant, assistant, uh, project manager. Oh, so you, you just came here to drag me. You just came here to drag me specifically. It's possible. Okay. It's possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or possible. It's possible. Yes, yes, yes. I think yes. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I, look, I'm dra- as I'm dragging you, I'm dragging me and, and somebody else who listened to this is like, chai, my eyebrows just got snatched off. It's okay. Don't worry. We're all eyebrowless together because- Simple, simple. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wrote this book because I'm like, yo, our lives 
have been permeated by just all these different fears that have not let us live in truly free ways, even within the systems, right, that are already doing the job of telling mm. us we shouldn't be free. And then we are growing up and getting all these messages that are further caging us, including like, and a lot of it is based in us just being afraid of various things, success, failure, rejection, disappointment, you know, whatever that thing is. And it, I'm just like, man, I'm hoping the generation after us gets to be freer than us. Amen. We are the ones that are like, oh, snap. Okay. We're, we're like a third through our lives. We see what has not worked. Let's start fixing it now. If yeah. they can start off, okay, knowing that this is the way to go, they'll be better for it. Yeah. We'll be no. better for it. I, amen. And I think that that is what's happening. And this is, you know, why I mentioned earlier about you being an earth angel, like you're putting things in place and have been for so many years that are truly benefiting people that, that far, you know, that, 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 that are so, so far away from you, whether we're talking about chronologically um, and, or, or in terms of physically and geographically, like that you, you have done something amazing with this. And I just love when you mentioned about how you went about being able to sustain yourself and then your mum, you said that after college, I had two big dreams that I put down on paper numerous times through vision statements I'd written or random life bucket lists I'd made over the years. I was, uh, one was to write a New York Times best-selling book, which you've now done. And um, the other was to help my mum retire one day as a single mother, Yemi Ajayi has always been one of my prime motivations to soar in this world. The sacrifices she made, moving us to the United States and leaving everything behind, somehow managing to make a dollar out of 10 cents allowed me to dare to dream. And she did it with such grace. And I didn't even know that we were only one paycheck away from being out on the streets. That is a word. So when you said that the book was published on September 13th, 2016, and on September 21st, 2016, I got the call that I'd hit the New York Times bestseller list as number five. I was officially in the club that came with special privileges and my life instantly changed. My fees doubled, doors opened for me that I didn't know even existed and it led to another major dream being realized. A month later, lovey Ajayi Jones, you said a month later, I called my mother and told her she could stop working because I could now handle both of our bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovey. Well done. Well done. Omo, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Man, listen. I it it was wild. Like I I, I was like, my first book was I put it on my back. I put that first book on my back because I knew that book needed to be bigger than me and, and serve a bigger purpose because mm. how much has changed in the last six years blows my mind. Wow. And to see how much I had a chance to be a part of that change for black women, I'm going to have this moment and tell you how my book transformed publishing. And it did. When my first book was coming out. Actually, no, when I wrote my book proposal, it was six years ago, actually. It was probably six, eight years ago, almost this week, six years ago, wow. 2015. Issa Rae's book had just come out, Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Mm. The week that I started getting my proposal out to publishers. So I couldn't even put Issa's book in my book proposal. Wow. Because 
as a comparative title because it hadn't come out yet by the time I wrote it. I couldn't put a black woman's book in my book proposal because every black woman's book that I put in there, my agent will say, well, that didn't sell well. So you can't include that. So my um, book so- Let me okay. tell you, let me uh, tell you, uh, because in publishing, the books that you put that are comparative titles are books by peers, books that have similar tone or topic as you, or books in the same zeitgeist. Yes. And you're supposed to put books that did well because it will tell the publishers. So mine will do well too. Yes. So I was like putting all these books and my agent was like, delete that one, delete that one, delete that one. At the end of it all, there were no black women books in my, in my comparative titles. And oh I put five books God. in there. And I said, okay, my job is to change this. I need to be the one that somebody else can put in their book. So they don't have to speak against my failure. So I got this low advance. Only one editor wanted the book because they said my book was too risky. Yeah, uh, no, you know what? I thank you so much for coming, Lovey. It's been one take, Ajayi. It's been wonderful. One take, Lovey. Thank you so much. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. When you t- risk, risk. risk. They said publishers and risk. that word risk and black risk. women. Okay. And black women. They said my book was risky. So one publisher uh, bid for it, Henry Holt. The, the advance was way less than I thought I should get. And I knew and my, 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 my agent knew too. And he was like, yeah, that's what we got. And I said, okay, I'm gonna accept it. I know my job here. My job is to prove a point. My job is to make sure my book is the one that people go, I can put that in my own thing. So I put this book on my back. I used half of my book advance to pay for a publicist. Wow. Half. I was like all my strategic marketing mind, I'm gonna use this. All of my fear of asking people for help, I'm going to put it aside for a second because I know this is bigger. So I'm going to ask all my friends for favors. Hey, read this book. I'm really proud of it. I need your help to promote it. I put this, I was like, I would do whatever it takes for this book to be a success because this book needs to do a few things. One, all the editors who passed, I need them to feel salty for making a mistake because, all right, I am also motivated by that petty type of reasons. But two- I want it to be easy for a black girl to go into publishing and be taken seriously in the way I was not. Mm. Okay. And then three, I want this book to open doors for me that I don't even realize are available. Amen. And yeah, I, I didn't have, I wasn't on any major like national network. Mm. I wasn't allowed to be on today show GMA. I didn't do none of that national TV. Mm. I was hustling. Any press I got, I did get the New York Times uh, feature from a writer who's just been following me. I ran. So when that book hit number five, and when I got that phone call, oh. when I tell you instant shift in everything, Oof. at that point, you know how now you see a black woman releasing a book every week? Yes. That fall, maybe three of us did. Maybe three. Wow. So my book dropped one of the New York Times columnist books down one when it came out. Literally 15 minutes later, I called my speaking agent. My fees doubled. And not only was I able to retire my mom, which was wild because how? I, I, I was not even thinking it was possible at that point. But I was like, let me do some math real quick. Okay. I'm not living expensive. I'm not out here balling now. I can afford both of our, our, our jobs yeah. and like our bills, but 
The moment my book hit the times list, it gave permission for other black writers to put it in their book proposals. Yes. Yes. So when I went back for book two, <clears throat> every I, I had book two bid on by 12 publishing houses. Speak it on it. Oh, well. Oh, well. It was an auction. Okay, Ben. And more than a few editors, after we'd meet with them, would say, Lovey, we just have to tell you this. Your book is a game changer. Like the first one. They were like, every proposal we see has it in there now. Wow. Like your book has allowed us to give some people. And I know this. My book has been the first comparative title in proposals that have gotten people seven-figure book deals. Meanwhile, when it was when when you were putting, <laughs> oh god! But isn't that I how God book. works? You are the way shower, but you are the way shower. You are the door opener, and then everybody else comes through. But by the mere fact that you could open that door, the blessings that wait for you on the other side just continue to be pouring in because Amen. you know you Amen. knew your destiny. You knew that your purpose was to go and open those doors and to climb and climb and climb higher. But you don't just climb higher and go, oh well, fuck all of you lot. You make sure that there's a there's a ladder that other people can follow up yes. behind you. Yes, and Kalechi, there was a the. There's a chapter in here that you probably read called Fail Loudly. Yeah. That chapter is actually what introduced me to you. Like that experience introduced me to you. Mm. Because you were like, what is this madness? Like you were one of the people who spoke up for me in that moment. I was like, who is this girl? She's speaking (laughs) my language. And then you were just letting people have it left and right. And I was like, I see her. Like, as she sees me. And during that time, Somebody who helped ignite that uh, firestorm. Yes. She targeted me on it, right? She ends up also tweeting. And I know I got a bigger advance than Lovey. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what we're, go- that's not what we're going to do. Because when I tell you, it took I everything. When I tell you, it took everything in my spirit. When I know my book was in her book proposals, and my book is one that allowed her to get that bigger advance. <sighs> and I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't even defend myself. Because I was already trending. And I watched her say that. And I was like, wow. When I know for a fact, my book is the reason you got that bigger advance than my, because my first book, I, I paved that way for you. And you had none the nerve. Were, none of you men were doing it. None of you lot were doing it before I stepped into the place and allowed for it to be done. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's got volume. Everyone's got bass in their chest. Everyone wants to talk crud online. If you hate me, don't, don't you mention my shit in don't your work you if you hate me. Don't mention. Don't you ever. Do not but- use me as your gateway into any. <laughs> and last week, at one of my, uh, I think my PR people, they were like, yeah, would you consider doing a book with um, uh, a piece with this? I said, never. I would never. I said, me. I was like, I said, you know, what's interesting about, and you, you know, this experience is that when you are building and you are trying to come up, you are David. Mm. And then when you have a certain accomplishment, you become Goliath. Yes. And what do people want to do for Goliath? They want to slay him. Take you out. They want to take. So I became Goliath. And I was like, I remember I was just David. And for me to even be Goliath now, I had to work mm, mm. so you can actually have access. Mm. And I remember that time is literally being introduced to you. And I was like, just like you said, soul sister, I was like, I'm connected to her. Yeah. I remember yeah. you and me DMing and Instagram being like, yeah. 
what the fuck is wrong with people why why are people mad why are people mad was was the first question we asked each other why are people mad yes just it's it's and i look at it and i think that how is it that you're um, in chicago i'm in london yet we are having similar experiences just for speaking our truth and just being willing to be cultural disruptors, aka yes. professional troublemakers. Yes. Why is why is that? Well, because of course we know what the issue is. It's because when you show people that there is a way out of pain mm. and all they've ever known is pain, mm. you you then become the enemy. And when they define themselves by the pain, oh, so they don't know who they'll be without it. Something as when I was looking at the situation, why I hated that situation for you was because. It to me, I could just see the inherent xenophobia that was yes. that was very apparent in what was going eat on. Eat your jollof and hush. That person uh, tweeted, "Eat your jollof and hush." Wow. And I wow. was like, "Ooh, ooh!" But now, now if I if I clap back, there's going to be an issue. So I've got to <laughs> sit here and literally sit on my hands and not tweet back because everybody knows that you've got a fire mouth. Everybody knows that I've got a fire mouth, and sometimes right. that is why they'll do it because they're like, "I want you." to lose your call and respond yes. so I can scatter all of the blessings that are coming your way. But God Correct. said, it's not possible. It's not it's possible. Not possible. It's yeah. not possible. You didn't get us here. You will not bring us down. No. And people tried. Oh, people tried. I ended up in, when I was going to therapy around that time, my therapist was like, you're exhibiting symptoms of PTSD. I couldn't yeah. sleep. I lost eight pounds. Now I don't have that many pounds to lose. <laughs> Like, I already ain't got that many pounds. Me, me that I'm 115 pounds soaking wet. I was like, eight pounds is a lot. That's a lot. And I just remembered, like, literally somebody posted on, on Facebook, I want to destroy her career. Huh? And I remember being afraid that they would. Oh, somebody created an email address, an anonymous email address, where they used to send emails to all my partners, anybody on my website, any speaking engagements I was supposed to have, like, with the intent of destroying me. But do you know and... what? You say that, but the reason I, um, I, I I jump in to say that when I keep saying that you're speaking my life, I literally mean that you're speaking my life. I literally mean that you are. We are sharing a, a dynamic and energy yes. that yes. I know so viscerally that yes. I actually, um, I actually have. Um, being made um, a member of a particular organization that I do, I have not announced. I have not announced it online because I am aware that there are people who will now be like, I'm going to go and email them and tell them how much I just don't like you. And while I know that the organization will not be bothered, the fact is I don't like that feeling and leaves in my chest that somebody dislikes me enough that they would go to this extent to try to block yeah. some of the things that make me happy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I'm just like, and that's the thing about troublemaking and, and who we are. Like people don't understand that we are showing up in spite of the fact that we're constantly afraid of what harm people want to do to us. We are showing up and speaking up and using our voice and being bold and we're still afraid. I'm like, y'all don't understand. People think, people think this is easy for us. Like, oh, right. of course you people will say it. Of course you will say it. Of course I can believe you would. I'm like, don't take that for granted. Yeah. We still have to make the decision every day to show up in the madness of people, the people yeah. who don't thank us, even though we put ourselves on the line and it benefits them. Is when I am walking in a room and I'm advocating and I'm asking to be paid what I'm worth, it's so I can normalize the next black woman who walks in and asks, 
to be paid what she it's she's worth. It helps her out when I walk out of that room because now when she walks in and they hear her number, it's not gonna jar them. Yeah, like yeah. our work is not just to benefit us. And when people take that for granted and when people try to come at us, people who have yeah. benefited from our shit, yeah. I'm like, if I was to use my mouse, like I've cooled down a lot. Actually, I have not, but <laughs> I have publicly you really cooled down. I have, I have publicly <laughs> cooled down. You know what I mean? Where like old me would let your ass have it. You yes, come same. at me crazy, I will let you have it. Yeah. But because I'm Goliath, now I have to figure out who can have it because now it becomes lovey's bullying. It becomes punching yeah. down. And yeah. I'm like, you know, me when I had 5,000 followers moved different because I could, right? Same. Now same. me with 300,000 followers, I got to be selective about who gonna get this energy? Because if I send energy your way, it, you're gonna feel it. You're going to feel it. I will it. slice your whole spirit up. If, if yep. people are like, oh my God, you don't, I have a filter. Trust yeah. me, people have not seen uninhibited lovey's letting you have the fool your yeah. batong. Y'all haven't seen it. Because if you see it, I would destroy you yeah, with yeah. my words. Yeah. I'll hurt your whole spirit up. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> let me just be over here. Just. So I see some shit and I'll just be like, all right, duly noted though. Just yeah. know, just know. Oh yeah. My memory is long and I, and I will literally go to the extent of writing it down. So next time somebody's like, do you want to do this? No, I don't want to be anywhere near that person. Thank you so much. But this is nope. why, you know, you are, you are such an inspiration to me because you are walking the path that I see myself on right and with the way that the UK is so much smaller than America yeah. feeling that impact and feeling the same dynamics to what you feel in America it, it speaks to me and it reminds me that I'm not alone it reminds me that I'm not mad it reminds me that yeah I know that I've had to be a lot more quiet like now people notice that I mainly tweet at government officials I don't tweet at other people you know like um other like everyday tweeters yeah. anymore because I know the moment I do it'll be like oh Kalechi's bullying I tweeted yep. about a celebrity the other day and I was tweeting on the subject of colorism my email have not slept since like my my dms have mm. not rested since you ugly this you ugly that you you're just um it's not about you being darker skinned you're just ugly you're just this and I and that's me tweeting at somebody who's actually got more status quote unquote than me and that's why I want people to understand is like to be a prominent black woman, to be a visible black woman is to constantly get arrows thrown at you with the hope that it doesn't pierce your spirit and your heart. Yeah. Right. Like hundred arrows might get thrown at you. You duck 99, but one might get Six through. One. Yeah. Right. And we're walking around taking bullets for people. Yeah. Taking constant bullets and, and arrows. And, and I'm like, what's our armor? Who's our armor? You know? So it's just, it's like, I need people to understand, like, <laughs> we are doing a service. Yes. We are, we are gifting people with our voice, with our power, with our fear fighting, with our troublemaking. Yeah. We are gifting it. And I don't think people understand those types of gifts unless it's quiet. Yeah. When it's not there is when you'll be like, oh my God, I'm so glad we had it. But when you had it, you didn't understand what you had. Literally, you take social media breaks and people are like, oh, are you okay? Are you all right? Um, I, need, um, I miss you online. This has happened. Then they follow with, this has happened. No, no, no. Now you can go and do it yourself because when I've been here, you've all wanted to behave like mad people so you can do it yourself. <laughs> but on the subject of armor, and um, because I know we have to wrap up, on the subject of armor, I was so glad when I saw your engagement 
I saw your um I I I watch okay I I saw your your hen party you know when your friends took you away and surprised you you are so loved and I'm so glad and so pleased to see that you are loved because it's that reminder to me that you don't have to do everything alone and you've managed to build such um, a force field around you of love and and I think that that is so important so when we talk about armor you've got your your mum we've got your friends and then you've got your partner and I, one mm-hmm. thing I thought that I remember seeing was when people were surprised they were surprised that you'd actually had a partner and you'd been with him for quite some time because yes. you didn't post it for all of them to see so they could come and lambast and misbehave yes people were shocked when I when I announced my engagement it was the first time I'd ever even talked about having a partner my <laughs> engagement post was the first time and people were like oh my god I was like oh you think because I am a public-ish figure. You knew my yeah. business. Yeah. Y'all don't like ten, 2% of what I'm up to day to day. Yeah. Like, so when I dropped that, people were like, what? It still is the post actually besides Michelle Obama from uh, inauguration. Before then, mm-hmm. that was the most liked post on my account. People were like, there were people who were like, oh my God, I thought Lovey was a lesbian. Think whatever that's the one that that's the one that killed me that is the one that finished me because there's something that they're saying about black women there's something about yes. they're saying about black womanhood and yes. being outspoken that yes. means that oh surely um this cis het man is not going to love somebody like you Correct. you're mad because you you fail to understand how i'm blessed okay C- come on <laughs> come on i was like is it the blazers that it's the short hair was that it I literally was like so tell me was it was it my dress code because you let me know what parts actually told you pointed to you and I said you know what you can think whatever you want to think as long as you think I'm with a bad bitch all right like start a rumor start a rumor that I was with Rihanna like please do start that shit I let that go like let, let it run wild. In fact, tell your people that me and Rihanna, we had a relationship. I was like, this is madness. But I think again, it's like all the expectations of lack that people throw at us, right? All the expectations of lack. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. Amen. I have love. I'm surrounded by love, platonic and romantic family yeah. and chosen. And I'm just like, the other reason why I wanted to write this book is because I was like, we can be us and be loved. When you were like, Yes, I just got married. And you had like your, your, your dinner picture. I said, yes. And you were like, I'm not also going to tell y'all who, what, why. But I'm going to just let you know, in case you fucked up, you got me fucked up out here. We can be us. We can yes. be these troublemakers and still find love. Like we don't have to cower in this world that's constantly asking us to because we are afraid of being liked. And we're like, how do we find? No, my husband gets this type of energy from me too. Like we have yeah. real conversations. and. Yeah. I also make trouble in my own house, right? Like he makes trouble with me in real ways. Like we trust each other to be these people and we fight for what is important. And I think people need to see it. We serve as affirmation and permission for people to be who they need to be. Wow. We don't do nothing else. We've already done that. And for that, I hope you're proud of who you are, Kalechi. I hope you're proud of how you show up and what you do. Like when your videos go viral and people are like, oh my God, I didn't know her. I'm like, no, no, I need you to watch how she moves because you serve as a permission slip for somebody else who is moving scared, who is afraid of their own shadow. And you're like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to tell y'all about yourself and I'm going to bounce. Yeah. And I would love on my son. I love on my husband, my partner. And y'all going to do it. And I'm going to be this dark skinned black woman while doing it. That that is also what makes us 
important yeah. and special. Yeah. We are dark-skinned women yeah. who are loved by a community of people who yeah. tell the world our truth, who show up in real ways, and we thrive in spite of and because of it. Yeah. So I want people to take the permission slip and run with it. Amen. No, that, that was the perfect way to, to, to finish because you've given us that permission. Like in the Fear Fighter manual, you've given us that permission. And I, we're yet to meet physically, but I, I look forward to the day that the panda bear lets us. Panda <laughs> Listen, the moment I'm coming to the UK, I'm going to let you know, because had the panorama not happened, I would have had a full UK tour. We'd have been taking these London streets, selling people to yes. fuck off. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and I'm looking forward to it because the work that you continue to do, and this is just the beginning of your work as far as I see it and feel it. Like this is just the beginning of your destiny and the 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 people that you look up to, like you will surpass and you will go on to do, you know, stand on their shoulders and, and build on that because mm-hmm. you are such a light. You are such a light and you've been out here working. So no one can chat like you've been out here working and thank you for the books you write. Thank you for the speeches and the workshops you give thank you for your all of your humanitarian work thank you for your sick 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 trainer collection your sneaker collection (laughs) your blazers just your your incredible wedding photos and videos like just thank you for existing thank you for being you because as you say due to the fact that you've decided to show up and listen to your calling it means that hopefully other people will wake up and start making some trouble too yeah i so appreciate you and thank you for seeing me and y'all go buy this book, The Fear Fighter yes. Manual. You know, go ahead. Uh, let, let, let's show publishing that the book one was not a fluke. And we're back. Um, I hope that you enjoyed that wonderful interview with Lovey. Um, while you were listening to that, we were, we were having jokes. Um, Kevin went to Scotland for his birthday. <laughs> and I just can't see that as like being a holiday, if you don't want me saying. Okay, you who lo- loves to live in the dark. <laughs> dare you um just firing best shot <laughs> um do you know what it was i wanted to go to scotland um mm-hmm. because outdoors is uh for black people as well of course. and of course. <laughs> and not just beach and not just beach um no i want to go to scotland because um i've told this story online can i tell it quickly yes, talking to my cousin you know you talk shit um, about your family members, that's what cousins are for. <laughs> and I was being really disrespectful about my grandmother's ginger hair. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, she just needs to let it go. Um, stop dyeing it. And my cousin was like, she doesn't dye it, her hair's ginger. And I was like, oh, is it? I was like, oh, fair enough. I actually know loads of black people with ginger hair. She was like, no, she's mixed race. I'm sorry, pardon? No, no like grandma's mixed race. What are you talking about? Grandma's mum was like a whole, um, a whole um, Scottish white woman oh. who came over to Jamaica um, on indenturement. Yes, yes, yes. As to do work, and she met granddad. She was like, "You know that?" I was like, "No one's ever told me that. What are you wow. talking about?" She was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And so then, I obviously went to my mum on some like, "Oh my gosh." Um, that man that you called my father, <laughs> did you know? <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> did you know that uh, his mum is mixed race, rare tear tear? Mm. 
And she was like, no, he never said anything. That's why it's because my dad's eyes are like greeny kind of grey. Because your eyes are rather light brown. Yeah, in, yeah, especially in sun sun. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds obvious, but I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but you see it a lot more if you don't live in the dark. <laughs> Fine. Uh, <laughs> she was like, oh, da, da, da. And I was like, that's why my hair grows. Because like, I've got like bossy hair, this hair, that it's just different types of hair. Mm-hmm. And it grows really quickly. And she was like, yeah, that must be why your hair grows in the way that it does. I thought it was to do with your grandma's in her mum. And I was like, what are you now talking about? She was like, oh, because your grandma's half Indian. Pardon? Oh, I don't know why we do this in our families, where it's like the biggest important pieces of information. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew that. No, we've never spoken about that. So that's, in there. Yeah, so that's why I went to Scotland. But I stayed in a house called the Black House. Oh, okay. And it's a whole house that is black. So I kept in theme. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a really lovely space. Um, that's why I went to Scotland. Do you want to explain why we were talking about what I was able to do on my birthday and why your maths is ski weird all over the place? <laughs> No, okay. This is what we're calling everybody out. I'd rather not, but I enjoyed that story that, okay. that you redeemed yourself. I totally and see you don't why. You redeem your mathematics. No, no, my maths was that my maths was correct there. Do you get what I mean? No, but he, after explaining his maths, it makes complete sense. And <laughs> yeah. I wholeheartedly Thank back you. and stand behind yes. him. Yes, Thank you. But when I, when I went to Scotland, it all felt uh, familiar. Okay. Oh, nice. And I've always wanted to go. Yeah. And when I got there, I was just like, I. It felt for me, it felt like when I'm in Croydon or South Norwood, like it none of it felt unfamiliar. Like foreign, yeah. Yeah, none of it felt like that. Whereas I've been to other places like you know, I love to go to lakes and stuff because mm-hmm. like um to be outside and that stuff is like, oh, okay, this is very white. But yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool, like I love nature. Mm. I like being around those trees that like 200 years old and look on me like you ain't nothing you better chill and all of that but when I went to Scotland I was like I felt like I'd been there before yeah so it's really it's really interesting well you have really in all the things that make you who you are Mm. in terms of your matter you you have some of your matter travel from there you know energetically and stuff so as well so I just think that's beautiful um we're talking about um what we'll call this episode and we said we're going to call it Wakanda vision (laughs) because we're bringing our black experiences into creating our own constructed reality like we've got to just live within it we've got to enjoy it let's get into so you mad then this week on so you mad um we've got a letter um and it says here hey Kalechi hope you're keeping well and safe may your knee joints forever remain oiled I love watching you run (laughs) So, for my So You Mad, I really want to know why Ola, see the tweet, uh, paid for this woman's shopping. I don't understand why people feel like they have to be the good black. It's giving Patrick Hutchinson all over again. I want my people to be free from proving themselves worthy. Ola should let her empty, um, should have let her empty her bag for her bank card till the biscuit crumbs fell out. We can all wait together in the queue after that nasty comment. Anyway, thanks for being you. Thanks for your letter, baby girl. Um, so I just wanted to kind of come in here firstly and say that like Ola, you know, I, I, Ola, I think is a listener of the podcast. Ola is a baby girl. She's wonderful. Um, her family, they've, they've got, um, 
you know, they, they're influencers, um, the whole family, and it's absolutely beautiful. So anyway, Ola went to Sainsbury's, I think it was, and she was shopping and then with the family and there was somebody ahead of her, a white woman, who put all her shopping through the till but had no means of paying for it. She forgot her bank card and so she's got a screaming baby with her. Everything's mad, everything's mad. And so Ola offers to pay and this is what happens next. So Ola posted in her story, Ola, O-L-A underscore P-E-L-O. It won't be in her story now because this was a couple of weeks ago now. Anyway, it says here, I'm, um, I'm not here trying to get a blue Peter badge. Um, what is it? Is it? Yeah. I'm not here trying to get a blue Peter badge. She was so stressed and on the verge of tears as she was frantically searching for her card as her baby screamed. So I told the cashier that I'll get it. She pointed to the till display and I and said, look, it was 102 pounds. I got the nod from Darcy, Darcy's Ola's husband. Um, I got the nod from Darcy and was like, okay, it's cool. So the lady who had forgotten her card then turns around and says, wait for it. But you look like someone who works here. How can you pay £102 for my shopping? You should have seen the cashier's face. The next post says, I was fucking fuming because I knew what she meant, but I held it together and said, you know what? Just go home. I've been where you are um, when you can barely think straight over your baby screaming. The fact that you don't think I look like someone who would or could afford to do that for you is really not my problem. She asked if she could call her husband to make a bank transfer for the money. And I said, it's cool. We have a long way to go. That's, those were the posts. You see, if that was me, I would have paid for the things, packed up the food and took it home. Yes. Thank you. And you and, and, and your baby. Yeah. Could have stayed there crying, screaming for rusks or whatever that baby wanted. On the bathroom floor. How, yes. However that, how, how <laughs> that song goes. What yes. would you do if your son was at home? Crying on the Sainsbury's floor. <laughs> yes. That, is, that would be your fate because how dare you? Oh, oh wow. The effantry to have the effantry. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, again, like, obviously with Ola, like, you know, your heart is in a good place. Yes. Like, you can't help. Some people can't help but be a good person. And I respect that. So I'm not going to come for you, Ola. Yeah. But what I will say is that this needs to be a learning experience. Yeah. You, we should not, as black people, even like when we are on the, the right at the bottom of the totem pole, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, it, yeah. we should not be helping anybody that yeah. does not respect, that doesn't respect us. I like, I just think, I couldn't believe it listening to that as well, that she still went ahead and paid for it. I feel like after that, after you've said something like that, it's like, okay, 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 call your husband, let him make that bank transfer because there is no way I'm going to spend that. I would have said, call, if that was me, actually, I would have said, call your husband so I can fight him. (laughs) Or if I was Ola, I would have taken the baby, given it to my husband, and we would have fought. (laughs) I cannot, I like the audacity yeah. Some of you are so, and it goes back to that thing of like, I can't remember what the exact saying is, but it's this thing of like, you know, you man are lucky that we're just asking for equality and not. Ooh, that's like revenge. Yeah. yeah. Revenge. Thank not revenge. Not revenge. That's like, a very good point. And every day it's the same thing. I think. I think for me it speaks to this idea of like, you know how like some poor white people in the in the hood, yeah. they try and make up like, oh no, like 
we are we're the same as black people. Like yeah. we can't, but I'm not racist. I'm I not grew racist. up in, I grew up poor. Yeah. I know exactly what it feels like to be black, but I don't want that fucking nigga there anyway. Right. That's that's literally what it is. And that no, but that's literally what yeah, that person yeah, said to yeah. Ola in that particular moment. So my thing is that I don't care if you're poor. You when when you guys are poor, your yeah. baby is screaming, you have nothing, you still have the strength. And this is someone that hasn't eaten. Mm-hmm. This is someone the, this lady that needs the shopping, she had she ain't eaten. Her baby ain't eating, which is why she why he's screaming. So you still even with no, the no energy, you have no Energy. Racism is the locus age. Right. She was energized by that moment that she was okay. So that that for me is, uh, will always serve as a reminder that we are not the same. Whether we are poor or not or whatever yeah. it is, we are not the same. Because in that moment, you still had the memory, right? Yeah, yeah. You still had the energy to be r- racist. And the thing is, I don't, f- I, want, I don't know if... I don't think she's poor. Um, I don't think that... I think that... I don't know what could have happened with her bank account. Maybe it's her husband that deposits money into her account or whatever, but something fucked up, right? But she strikes me as um, more of a middle-class white woman, you know? Yeah. And the, the reason I'm saying that is because she says, oh, you know, you look like somebody that would work here. So some somewhere in you, you've assumed stations and you whatever station you're at you're definitely not at the station of a cashier a cashier is not above you right so a cashier is below you is how you see it and so you're basically saying that i look like somebody that would work here because you'd never work here but and and i'm doing you this good deed so oh look at you oh firstly the racism is on is so layered that it's so mad Mm. because again it's the positions that you think that black people can um the limit in um, in their aspirations i think it's you know, great if somebody wants to work at the um, supermarket or if that's where they find themselves currently in their life, they're doing what they need to do, do you get me? But it's the fact that you thought that that's the highest that I could possibly go being a black woman right. and she's a dark skinned black woman Ola. Right. so this is as high as you thought I could go you saw me here with my big big family you saw me here with my husband, you saw me here with my three children and even then, where I'm meeting all of your ideals of the 2.4 family, rare, 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 you saw all of that and you still went, nah I'm, you look I, like you work here. Yeah, you still look like you work here. I'm I'm still going to try and hold on to a modicum of racism and be like, yeah, this is where you you are stationed. I feel like if when someone is doing you a kind deed, you can't even, the racism won't even let you keep quiet to let that happen. Nah, you're too far gone. There is no Absolutely. saving you. Like, you are so far gone, there's no bringing you back. Because me, put me, let me, wait, one moment. <laughs> <laughs> just entering into my mode as a white woman i'm trying to feel their feelings for a moment there isn't much of it but i'm so i'm here right and i'm in this space marley you in danger girl no i'm so i'm here i'm in this space right and i can be racist as fuck but if i see that you want to spend your money on me i'll be quiet i will let you spend it because i'm then going to go home to my my husband and be like you never guess what happened i was out shopping and this nigga decided to pay for my shopping isn't that amazing? Oh, the things they'll do. The things they'll do, probably drug money. But you know, it's <laughs> fine. Like, I, my I, shopping. Right? Yeah. It's my shopping's covered. I would still be racist, but I'll save it till I get home. But your racism, you couldn't even calm it. It's scary because what you're basically telling me is that 50 years ago, you would have slapped me. Oh, she would have slapped 50 Ola. years ago. Well, let's you're say 30. <laughs> yeah, let's go for 30. Let's go for 10. Let's go for 10. Because 10 years ago was when a rough was time. thriving. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You would have slapped me for offering to pay for your food shopping. Yeah. I don't know. I think as 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 blacks, we need to we definitely need to improve on that. Like I feel like we can be kind, we can be 
all of these things. But the minute somebody demonstrates a hint of disrespect, we need to pull it back. We need to take it back. Like there is no, there is no reward, sorry, that Ola is going to get for that. But I guess, you know, she had the support of the community who were just like, you know, we understand what you were doing there. No, I mean, no, I don't take it away from her. She did it, which yeah. is good. Like that's 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 good for her. That's that, like I said, it's that that's in your nature. If you're a good person, I think it is. that's in your nature. But I'm just saying, as a collective, as a community, we all need to be on the same page. Or be we should only be helping ourselves. And if we are stepping out to help other communities, they need to be very very nice. I'm sorry, Ola should have headbutted her. I'm sorry. Yes. I just I've I've been quiet all this time because I just me? can't comprehend the levels of someone is trying to help. Well, I can because I've been in similar situations and it happens in all throughout the different levels. But it's just that even in that moment when your child is like falling and in need and you're stressed and frazzled and someone is just trying to help you, you still dehumanized like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you still found the time to do it. i'm so angry for her yeah. it's so it's so disgusting so disgusting like that kindness didn't really have to do it could have just ignored it could have like you know like when beyonce and kim kardashian were at the front row and northwest was falling <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. beyonce was just like <laughs> yeah. she could have beyonce did it but yeah. didn't she was like, no, nah, let me pay for the team. <laughs> there isn't even a shot of Beyonce looking at North. No, like, no, just ignored no. the thing. Absolutely. And you're right. It probably would have been like, oh, oh, drug money. And it's like, yeah, the drug money that was bragging by your 16-year-old who went cr- cunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so like, let's not do the maths on yeah. these people right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cunch. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, really good. I'm really good. <laughs> you don't meet many people that know that word. I'm like, okay, okay, come through. Come through with the knowledge. Fine. <laughs> but it's just like, I could, yeah, I'm so sorry. To, you know what? Big up Ola anyway for like being that kind, that patient. Yeah. And, and that black, and that to black, be honest. Right, because you know me, I said it in my stories when it first happened and I was, you know, trying to, you know, showing support for Ola and everything. I said, me personally, the kind of God I serve, the mm. way that my ancestors move, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I'm wrapping you around your trolley. I'm wrapping you around yeah. your trolley. I don't care. Yeah, 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 I yeah. don't care. You're, you're, the moment you say, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't, you look like you work here. I wouldn't have expected you to be able to pay for it. All right, cool. I'm taking off my Crocs yep. because I need to be able to feel the ground beneath my feet when I fuck you up. Yep. I'm so, I'm so sorry. The police will meet us here. It's all right. Yep. It's all right. But I'm going to wrap your loins around that trolley Simply. and your baby will use you as your dummy because <laughs> don't ever... Don't ever because... that. You put the baby in the bag for life. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> and then you I carry, I'll carry the baby on my yeah. arm. The baby will be fine as I beat you down, right? Oh. Because to me... Nah, I'm sorry. I just think that the part... The, the extremely radical part of me, right? It's like the reason that so many people are able to persevere in their racism is because they have not been slapped. If you don't hear, you must <laughs> feel. If you, do, you. if you don't hear... You must feel. Nobody is that a Bible verse? <laughs> it's, it must be a Bible verse, no? I don't know. <laughs> my, less, my, less my, it's in my Bible. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my I mean, the same place that chat shit get banged is exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, it is to me, it's chat shit get banged levels of movements. Like, 
you haven't been slapped up before. So that's why the racism can flow so freely, freely from your mouth. Because if somebody had backhanded you once, maybe twice, before you make that statement, you will reel it back. You yeah. recall it. You'd yeah. recall it back to the factory. You would not do it. But it's because people are allowed to move so freely and we're like, oh, let's forgive because hate begets hate. And, you know, hate won't bring love and all of these other things that you skewed from Martin Luther King. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not here trying to bring the love then. I just want to spark you in your jaw because this has gone on for too long. And the thing is, you can be verbally violent. You can be violent with your racism. But the moment I touch you, the police will say that I assaulted you. But who started the assault? Your assault started well before any hands were laid, you know? So I just think that that one of the ways that we would have been able to deal with racism, and I know that it'll make some white people uncomfortable to hear because it's just like, oh no, but I'm just working through it silently and I'm learning and I'm learning. But what, are the, what about the, the, the non-white people who are impacted by your behavior daily while you're listening and learning? What about them? They're still having to go home and, and tend to their wounds and live 25% of their lives because they're in survival mode. So no, maybe sometimes catch a backhand. Maybe, because you can't be saying things like that to people when they're trying to do nice things for you. I'm really, really sorry. It's, it's disgusting. But big up yourself, Ola, because you have the patience of, back, a, back hands, of a true baby girl. Backhands are, are, back are the Lord's work, I'm telling you. <laughs> because without... Specifically backhand. Yes. Yeah, because without um, pain, there is no joy. And without yeah. hate, there is no love. <laughs> so we are, we are balancing, we are Thanosing the thing. <laughs> It's I, can really, I can really see you backhanding someone with a straight face. Yes. And that's what's scary about it as yeah. well. Like it's and the then thing. I would get vexed because you hurt my hand with your face. <laughs> you see, that's what, that's what that will make me very nervous. Like, you don't even look like you would, like, give me an angry face. It would just be a very straight face and then just a backhand. No. Yes. And then that person will get up to see you looking at me with the same face as well. It's like, oh. I would have skitzed in that supermarket. Ooh. I would have, I would have, oh my God. Yes. I'm getting so heated about it now. <laughs> I can see it. I've lost it. But don't just save your um, frustration for there. So the next one, So You Mad. Oh wow, um, there's more. Yes. Chet Hanks, um, Tom Hanks' son, oh, God, that likes to be on Clubhouse and he will not stop the white boy. Chet Bacon. Yes. Oh God. That loves to do his um, patina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he won't behave I remember being in the clubhouse room where people were trying to explain to him why he needs to stop doing that accent like why it's disrespectful why he needs to stop doing that and I was in the room where he was just like yeah but what if I uh, watch Lark Stuff and Two Smoking Barrels and I just wanted to say oh I watched Top Boy I watched Top Boy and I wanted to say you're right brump you're alright mate I'm just doing accents what's the problem and I just felt disgusted at the black women um, that came out to ride for him. And I just thought... No, there wasn't that many, to be fair. But someone actually gave him a flaw... Someone, you know, gave him the point flawlessly and was like, this is exactly why you shouldn't, you know, use a Jamaican accent. And I kid you not, he just replied, no. Yeah, but he's not done because he's done it again. Oh, and he said, if you don't have a problem with a black person wearing cowboy hats, why do you have a problem with white people wearing braids? See, this is why we shouldn't... Okay, go on. <laughs> he says, um, why are we so caught up on this idea of theft and stealing? He, this was an Instagram post, which he's taken down from what I know. Chet Hanks shared a video of himself offering his thoughts on cultural appropriation amid releasing another video showing him speaking Jamaican Patois titled Chet Chat, volume six, part two. <laughs> Chet Chat. Yeah. 
um, cultural appropriation. The video shows Hank speaking on cultural appropriation without the accent. The video was posted to his Instagram. The actor offered a couple of examples related to appropriation and also commented on the idea that white people have no culture of their own, calling the argument confusing. That to me is confusing because just look at all the different varieties of European culture. Second of all, let's assume that's true. Let's assume white people have no culture. But if they did have a culture, what would that be like? He asked. Elsewhere, he made an example between hip hop music and country music. If you don't have a problem with a black person wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots and loving country music, then why do you have a problem with white people wearing braids and gold teeth and getting into hip hop music, he said. It's this whole idea of theft. Why are we so caught up on this idea of theft and stealing? Why are we so quick to be angry and tense upon the blurring of racial communities instead of being welcoming um, towards it? Um, yeah, that was um, what he gave us. Just never, I've never hated someone that I've never met before <laughs> like that much. Wasn't he the one running around uh, trying to explain to people why he should be able to say nigger? Is that the same Ooh. one? I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past him. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. I wouldn't put it past him if it was. We can say we can say it was honestly because he's gonna he's gonna get the same grilling as that, yeah. that as that I'm person. I'm pretty anyways. sure that he was running around being that wild, or maybe it was the other son, and everyone's just like, "Your father has not done all the work that he's no, done." No, he spent you too to much along. time on that out, on that island talking to Wilson. Oh. Well, sad. Yeah. That's cast away, though. That's, my, that's one of my favorite Your dad films. Dad should cast you lot away. No, don't come for cast away. This is a mess. <laughs> what what you're doing is a mess. I feel oh, like sad. he just needs to go to like Mandeville or one of them places and, and, and play around with people and talk. Yes. And then let's see if we hear from him again. Right. I also think the thing about stealing culture um, or not having culture and it's just, I'm going to stop. Let me just behave. But the, so, right. <laughs> I love that somebody here says cowboy culture was brought to the United States by Mexican vaqueros. Um, after the Texas annexation, cowboys in Texas were mainly Mexicans and black freed men. The implication of cowboy culture being white culture is an erasure of its Mexican roots. And I love that because when you lot love to do cowboys and Indians, cowboys and Indians, and usually depict the cowboys as white, it's because they then came, appropriated the thing, and then wielded violence from it. And then went and killed on, went on to kill the Native Americans as much as they could. Like, it, it, Anywhere that you insert whiteness, genocide ensues, right? You know, so so let's let's be very clear. Country music, Chet, Chet shit, get banned. <laughs> let's talk about it. Country music, black people, yeah. black people. So actually, the example that you gave yet again is an example actually of cultural appropriation because country music was the brainchild, the heart child of black people. So yeah, of course you can't have a problem with black people wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots and them this and playing country music because all of that is part of what they brought to the table. And then white people took it. Yep. Then white people took it. So every spectrum that you've mentioned, you've just gone to very, very accurately depict just how great, just how magical blackness is. Because you then went to hip hop music. So look at the myriad of, of wonderful things that black people have contributed to the world in terms of, you know, artistically, right? You still haven't moved away from black culture when you're even trying to describe things that white people have, yep. which is nothing. 
and trust it to be a white person questioning what's appropriation, what's stealing, what's A rich there. white boy is asking oh, us. God. A rich white boy that feels like he should have, have access to everything because this is all it is, it's entitlement. You are vexed because people are telling you you can't have this thing when all of your life you've been able to have every single thing that you have wanted and now you're trying to justify it but your dad's and money clearly did not pay for education for you and you're too again you're another one that's too far gone because i was in that clubhouse room when people explained to you why this is fucked up yet you've come back come back weeks later to go actually no like that means that you're never going to accept what you're being told right what for though as well like what is the gain it's not monetary it's not and i I heard you say actor but what's he been in What's he been in? I don't think he's an actor. He is an actor, yeah. He's an actor. Okay. He's got an agent, everything. He's really trying to help him. but it's must not... mean something different in other places. <laughs> but actually, when you... It's good that you mentioned monetary, because actually it does... It is monetary, It does, it does yeah. turn into that for him. So he mentioned, actually, before he went on... So you must have remembered, like, he blew up on the red carpet. So he, I don't know why. Who invited him to the red carpet? They, 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 this the first, we didn't even know Tom Hanks had a kid. Right. Right? So he was on the red carpet. They were asking him a few questions. He went into the Jamaican accent and he blew up from there. Before that red carpet moment, he reported he was only on, what, 30,000 something followers. Yes. He's on, hundred, he's on hundreds of thousands of followers now. So it does turn right. into money. Do you get what I mean? All because you were doing Jamaican accent. And that's what I love. Like, your personality before, we didn't care. It was plain. It was chick. It was just, do you get what I mean? Yeah. It was nothing. And, and then you, you did the Jamaican accent now. And then... You, you got all this attention and my, what my problem is is that as a as a 30 year old man i'm sure he's in his yeah, 30s yeah, yeah, right yeah. he didn't realize that actually this isn't the sort of attention that you should be appreciating people people have people enjoying you a white guy talking in a jamaican accent like but to white men like him um any attention is great attention do you get me because again anything will turn into money for him anything will turn he's just he cares yeah. about the visibility of it yeah yeah you're 100% right it's yeah he's just doing it um eyes wide open pretending he's blind but i haven't forgotten uh the amount of memes jokes and racist shit remember when rihanna dropped work work yes yeah why is she why is she talking like that what is that la 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 and it was like all of you are gonna get clapped because the way that she's saying those words they sound very much like my grandmother anyone can get it from my grandma Mm -hmm. anyone yes anyone so, you lot, the, like, for so long, and, like, sorry, I'm getting really emotional about it because for so long, the things that, the only things that we were allowed to hold dear and enjoy and feel comfort in and, and safety in, you guys just want to take it. Like, yep. it's a fucking plaything yep. and dress up in it. Yep. You're disrespectful. Go and wash your skin. Yes. Um, season your food. Yeah. And, and behave, just behave. You 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 had a great run of taking the piss. That time is over now. It's slowly but surely crumbling. Yeah. Go away. And I'm glad someone brought up the whole cowboys and Indians thing because it reminds me of um, this saying where it's like, uh, my heroes have always killed cowboys. Ooh. Okay. Like my heroes have always killed cowboys in terms of like, you know, you watch those films growing up and the cowboys, the white cowboys yes. are the heroes. Like, oh my All God. The time. And yeah. it's like, 
Hold on a minute. You man just like, you've just invaded someone's home yes. and had like, you caused why? an issue Yeah, you're trying to solve an issue you caused. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you? It's one division again. <laughs> at the end, where she's like, no, I protected you. No, fam. You, we, you kidnapped us. And yeah. it's the same thing. It's like, it's just very mad. Like, I, I like, wow, wow. To be, to be that carefree with your words and like no consequences. It's because I haven't got clapped. This is why people yeah. just need to get clapped. Someone like Chet Hanks, like, honestly, that's what I believe. Like, you can only move that man because nobody's grabbed you just a couple times by your throat. Just, just grip, just, just applied pressure for a little bit just to let you know you need to stop this. Because if they did that once, just once and did it well, you would, you would, Absolutely, you would, would stop. Never. You would deviate from that behavior with, with expeditiously. But that's, 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 he needs to be gripped up by the law where's the way yes. for that yeah. but no like I just I find it so disrespectful and I I, I know that he's violent and he's horrible um, because even when I was in the clubhouse room and we were talking about spirituality and I was explaining about the whitewashing of spirituality he was one of the moderators in that room and I remember like going in and explaining all of these things and he was like yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on because I want to. Because you don't, you don't have the range. No, don't, you they can't don't. Do this. All they want to do is black accent. They don't yes, have the range. Yes, he doesn't to, have the range. To, and, oh, he, I, do I just, anything. I just find it ludicrous that you went even when you go to try to justify your theft and and um, helping yourself to um, signifiers of particular cultures, you can't even do it well. Like I would appreciate somebody who had a robust argument where even my mind, I have to start doing the gymnastics to be like, where are they going? I need to follow this because they're oh 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 there's nothing unique about what you just said in fact you just showed your entire white ass because you went to cowboys actually that wasn't white either so again it's what you this is this shows exactly this shows the violence as to why you can't have access to this because look at how instantly you think whiteness is synonymous with cowboys because you because again that whiteness went and wiped out entire histories true histories of what it meant to be a cowboy look at how whiteness went and totally eviscerated um the and um, black people's contribution to country music making you think that it's a white thing that that's why you can't have access to patois that's why you can't have access to these things that are known to um current you know currently known to black cultures because 50 years from now you would have wiped out the black people who um were at the helm of it and put yourself there instead you've you're, you're showing us exactly why with the references that you've used why cultural appropriation is so violent and why it's something that we need to call out at every point because we need to stop people like you dead in their tracks yeah. um but we're not done camilla cabello wait what <laughs> <laughs> camilla cabello is, wait, 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 is this Havana? Una? yeah okay go. Yeah. this one uh-oh. Yeah, um, she's attending weekly racial healing sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was loud again. <laughs> to help rectify past uneducated and ignorant behavior. Camilla, you were racist when you were 14. Get out of here. You're racist for life. <laughs> what racial healing class did you take? You racist cow. <laughs> she was racist when she was a teenager. What healing is she doing? Said, um, she was even racist to um, Normani. This is where we're going, <laughs> and that's why she's in the classes. Allegedly, she says, like um, speed <laughs> Camila, um, Camila Cabello has vowed to do better after she admitted to using hurtful language in the past. She said, nigger. Yeah, in order to do so, the Havana singer shared with people that she has been attending weekly racial healing sessions. She says, It created a space where I was held accountable 
you get corrected, you have homework, and you learn. That's how you move forward. Now I know better, so I can do better. Since her apology last year, Cabello has called for the end of racism after the shooting of Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man who was struck seven times by police in front of his children. Additionally, she and boyfriend Sean Mendez attended a Black Lives Matter protest in Miami last year. Um, Did she write about it on her Tumblr, the same Tumblr? Okay. She's never... Okay. It's just funny to me, there's racial healing classes. (laughs) White people will do anything to make it look like they're doing the work without (laughs) doing the work at all. So actually, they're working harder to make it look like they're doing the work Without actually, it would it would it would cost you less work if you just did the work. You guys get my point, right? Yeah, yeah. Horrible. It's, it's on par with like, let's say like I was told to like mop this room, rather than just boiling the water, putting the water in in, yeah. in the mop bucket and mopping the room. I just I just I put the plug in and turned on the hot tap. Yes, yeah, and then let it flood and be like, seriously, it's clean. seriously, that's literally the, like it, the, the, it. Like it's very. It's just like. You know what? You don't need healing. Black people need healing. Why don't you take your money and pay for counselling for people? Yes, do that. And they're only doing these racial healing classes because she's going to prepare for her new album yes. and she's doing this so that when they ask her, she will fake that cry. She will, you know, she'll break her voice yes. and she'll say she did a racial healing classes where she was held accountable. And do you know what? It's probably a white person that's doing that. Uh, do you know <laughs> how mad that, that would? Do you know how mad that would be? Because it's more than likely. Even the picture that they used of her, her eyes are red like she's been crying. That's the picture that they used. Like you just want to be able to do what you're doing. Racial healing classes, and then you went to a Black Lives Matter protest again. Photo opportunity just to show that you were there. And I find it funny when white people just say end racism. I've said it on the podcast before. What the fuck are you talking about? It's what they were doing, all the um, F1 drivers, all the white F1 drivers, everyone wearing T-shirts that says end racism. Who the fuck should end it? You lot are talking about it like it's a series that you're tired (laughs) of. We should just take it off air again. Wakanda vision. Like we should just take it off air because now you've realised that it just needs to stop. Like all of them Dr. Seuss books that they had to take and stop making, publishing because of the racist tropes that were in those Or even them renaming on Jemima or like things like that. we can care about. We can keep Mon Jemima. Just stop being racist to right. black people. Just, and- I just want reparations. Like <laughs> just like enable. Do you know how if you really wanted to end racism, you would hand over the money, yep. reparations, and allow us uh, the financial freedom to make the things that are needed. The reason why it's never ever gonna help with your your dusty t shirts and those <laughs> things is because. You guys are still controlling all the spaces. So you're just saying the thing, but uh, the actions within those spaces are continuing. So nothing is changing. Literally. Yeah. And I, it always takes me back to that Kendall Jenner ad. Oh, that Kendall oh, Jenner ad. Oh, where she handed over the Pepsi. Where she was handing out the Pepsis to stop um, the cops killing black people. Yeah, because that's all it takes. Because that is all it takes. I wish. Oh. <laughs> Have a Pepsi. And I love that people bring it up every time there is some kind of upheaval. Oh, no, she would like, never live it down. She would never, she live, never it live it down. How dare you use the white 50 girl? And I will remind her of it because it's just it was so. And that's I guess that's my point. I feel like that's the kind of effort that everybody is using to kind of discuss racism. It's literally just that effort of giving someone a Pepsi. Yeah. That you know you feel it through. Like what well, racial healing classes? All these all these classes that black people don't even have to understand their lives. Yes. You yes. need a racial a racial healing class. And this is where it comes back to bitch licks and being clapped like Mm -hmm. i feel like when people experience just a little bit of pain or discomfort 
they realize what's at stake, uh, what feels good, what doesn't. When like you just coast and there's like nothing there, mm-hmm. everything is just mayonnaise. Yeah. No, people need Everything to hold a couple. It's just, no, yeah. Hold a couple slaps. Like, if I were doing the classes, and I've said this, like, years ago on my Instagram stories, like, I want to do um, slap therapy classes. <laughs> I want to hear about for, this. For, for, for racists. Um, so it's like, um, yeah, just slap therapy, basically. <laughs> so you have done something racist, and then you have a 12-week, a 12-week course with me, and then I bring up on screen... All the things that you said, yeah. week one, yeah. and then I slapped the yeah. shit. I slapped the shit out of you yeah. for fifty minutes, and then we address why you should never have said that. But you know what it is? We're laughing, but actually, no. A, a hypnotherapist uses something very similar to get people to stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can laugh. We can laugh. I'm telling you, this works. Slap. I'm, I'm all for this slap therapy. Yeah. So, so for me, it's a bit like you know, like if you want to get someone to stop smoking a cigarette, he was saying that you need to, whenever you feel the urge to smoke the cigarette, you need to smell something that smells like dog shit. Yeah. Oh. You know I mean? So then you start associating that smell oh. with the feeling of needing to smoke cigarettes. So actually, when you want to say something racist, you're going to feel that that left cheek. You will see the mark. Yeah, there you go. You feel that left cheek. It will give you a bit of an ache. And then you remember that actually not being racist. So yeah, maybe we need to start hypnotizing racists. So I'm all for slap therapy. You will wiggle your jaw. The next time you're about to say something racist, you're like, because you'll feel that slap. The yep. slap will reverberate in your spirit. Yep. Um, and you'll be like, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm not going to say a word. And, mm. and, and that's where it starts. You'll start changing yourself from there. No, it's I, not because it's not just the saying, it's the, it's the actions as well. I didn't know. I forgot. I, I finally just caught that her and Shawn Mendes. Are a couple. Yeah, I, d- I don't. There know. are no wicked slams there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even know. Do Shawn, I know who Shawn Mendes is? Is he the one that's um? I uh, I'm mixing what's him up the song? Another. Hold on. Um, yes, Marvin Gaye. No, that's Megan Trainor. But is that? Which oh wow, that's a crazy mix-up. Shawn Mendes is a guy. Yeah, no, but the, there's somebody on that song with her. John Legend. No. No, no, you're That's right. another one. Uh, you're right, you're right, song, you're right. There is a song. Um... Something Pew. Is there, is, there, is there a singer called Something Pew? Mm. Sam Pew. Maybe I made it up. Mm. Sam Smith. No, not Sam Smith. I'm an okay. All right, stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing this game with you. <laughs> another white boy is on that song with her. That love singing, that kind of vibey. Oh, Charlie Puth. That, that's it. Okay. That, that's the one. Good that's one. It, How do I know that? Wow. Yeah, you, you I'm well versed in white people stuff. <laughs> no, Sean Mendes. I don't. Kevin is still trying to think of a Sean Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there trying to think of a Sean Mendes. All that time. Worry. All that time. Don't worry. I can <laughs> hear the melody of the it's thing, not but and then you keep busting jokes, and I keep coming back into the room. It's not coming to you. That's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to come back and I'm just going to bust into the song. Okay. It, yeah, I don't right. know Sean this song, but they're, they're together apparently. I don't know about all of these people, like Taylor Swift, um, Selena Gomez, um, all of them. Like all of that, I don't have a clue what's going on with them. Whenever I happen to kind of like see something in the news, I'm like, oh, they're, they're still around. They're still around. Selena Gomez is killing the streaming game and I haven't heard one <laughs> damn I don't know song. a single song. I'm telling you. And, you, I'm, and that's not a joke. You could put a gun to my head, I'm gone. Wow. I'm gone. I don't, I don't know, know a single not, not Selena Gomez. No. I, um, I know Adriana Grande, but that's only from um, Thank You Next. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adriana Grande, she she got me as a fan from Thank You Next. Yeah, that was a tune. That was a bop. That's a bop. Other than that, I really don't know what the white girls are doing. No. No. No, 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 no. 
Shawn Mendes, Harry Styles. There, and um, what's that other one that was in the group? No Direction with Harry. Uh, Louis. Zayn. Zayn. Oh, I like Zayn though. The only one I like from One Direction. I like. What Zane. does he do? He's got be- he's got a good voice out of all of them. No, he's got a good voice. Yeah. He's, he can't dance though. No, can he? he cannot for his life. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, that's one thing I remember from was it X Factor or wherever yeah. they were on. Yeah, I remember that. He can't dance, dance for his life, but he's a he's a good singer. I think he's with uh, Hadid. He's with one of the Hadids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding me back. That's the song. He got the song in this Yeah. I know this yeah. holding me back in it. That took that me a whole ten minutes. Oh yeah. god! Yeah, that sounds like it's got some soul in it. That that's what they all like to make them sort of. You know that they've got Funk. a bit, just a little bit of seasoning, just a just a <laughs> little bit, just yeah, just. Sort of and you've got it. this you've got the songwriters in the back telling them how to say certain words yes. because they're yes. not from that area yes they're just baby justins all of them are just baby justin timberlakes trying to um, get in on that vibe that's that's all they are but thank you for finally remembering it yeah it's just it's the way you bust out in it and we were just like yeah we know the song has finally come to you now and even when it came to him it was Barely. <laughs> yeah, literally. But I, I, I know it now. Okay. I know it now. I don't mind some of this. He's got another really famous. I don't mind some of um, his sure songs that none of them that I can remember. But yeah, in short, I just like go. I don't. That doesn't help anything or anyone. Those like they're the they're those fake um, DNI and like diversity mm. and racism yeah, and healing yeah. things that like. Again, it's usually middle class white people yes. who've invented them, and it's just, you know that Spider Man meme where where the Spider Man point at the other. It's just that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're not racist. You're not right, and it's just you lot talking to yourself. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and then it's even funny because when one of them does something racist, they all forgive each other, yeah. and it's just white people in the room, yeah, yeah. forgiving each other. I forgive you. Yeah. yeah, I know you're not racist. Yeah, yeah. Racist. <laughs> um, it's just makes no sense no. they're you. wild you so that. anyway let's get to straw of the week aka Ooh. suck your mum oh, so we've got a letter in um this week and um actually came in from previous week but because of the fuckery hasn't stopped they've updated it as well because ah. um so first of all i want to use this opportunity to say happy independence day to ghana happy belated um independence yes, day yes, and yes. also this straw goes out to the ghanaian government so let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, to Kalechi, I've been meaning to write to uh, share your magnificence for months, but this seems far more pressing. Madam Kalechi, you and your podcast are the butter on my bread every Monday morning, the final boss of the baby girls and a voice that has taught many to speak louder and walk taller. You need to walk around with someone singing your appellations. I want you to know that I appreciate you, but the urgency with which these things need to be thrown out into the world means I must ask you to forgive me for skimming over that. Um, from my tiny woven bag with African print lining, I need to draw a telescopic bamboo straw for academia in general. No one specific, just the people and institutions that make it so limiting. I'm in my third year of a psychology degree and in the throes of an investigation into the relationship between anti-black attitudes and fat, fat phobia, inspired by the work of Stephanie Yaboa and Yomi Nicola Williams. Um, like me, the topic is very sexy, <laughs> but this is where the problem lies. As part of this, we have to read very widely on our chosen topics. We, um, why did almost every article I read about fat black people seek to pathologize us? Um, I saw the same trend in the articles presented in our syllabi. 
um, with the limited research that wasn't about the Western norms sought to treat marginalized people as abnormal gross, research should serve humanity, all of humanity, but because it was being, it's been caked in Vasper, brilliant white, this cannot be the case. The people who seek to invalidate our lived experiences are almost ready to demand receipts, but academia is too busy eating its fish finger sandwich and drinking orange squash to give a damn. People will say that this is because marginalised people are not visible in academia, which is very true. But if we keep on like this, the vicious cycle will continue to do ringa ringa roses. Um, beyond the basics of what needs to be done, I'm trying to add to the discourse by creating bodies of information that positively impact the people who are under siege from white normativity. Kalechi, please pull a straw for the Ghanaian government and their abhorrent new homophobic rhetoric. This conversation pops up every few years and every time it rips me, rips a new hole into my soul. Basically, calling queer people and activists terrorists is beyond not okay. The hypocrisy is deafening as the speak of being a part of the um, LGBTQ community um, or supporting them immoral and um, while they have wives and hoes in all areas, in all area codes, they collude with drug dealers and criminals on the regular, but decide the line for morality and cultural uprightness should be drawn around people's right to exist and to love. Please pull an extra girthy straw for the rich kids who, um, whose parents got them appointed into offices of this government. Their hypocrisy is the most violent and inexcusable. They are the ones gentrifying Accra and um, bringing all sorts of artisanal bullshit, importing almond milk from wherever daddy paid for them to go to university and screaming, I'm coming home to build, kiki with a crowd gay socialites during litmus um, while actively being part of the institution that is trying to deny them their right to life. The way they hoodwink the diaspora into thinking that Ghana is a progressive utopia and center for black excellence. Babe, it's rather the center for black excellence in hypocrisy on many levels. It's embarrassing, pronounced embarrassing. <laughs> Let me not start off, uh, with the religious folk and the Catholic priests who have gone against the Pope in this because I'm already hot. They mostly definitely deserve sewage pipes sized straws. This is going to require a lot of fucking, oh, sorry, a lot of sucking, so I'll leave it here. Um, okay, and then the, um, we get an update from the, um, the person who wrote in, and it said, you did so well this week. Even my grandmother, who hasn't fully separated herself from the ideals of colonial Jamaica, was feeling your vibe, and that says a lot. More power to you. There have been many updates in the situation in Ghana, which may require more sucking power, possibly from a vacuum. A bill has now been introduced to Parliament to fully strip LGBTQ plus Ghanaians of their rights and make it illegal for them to live openly. The power cuts have resumed, but politicians are more focused on bipartisanary um, in the name of evil. Going as far as saying that Australia and the EU's assistance in opening the LGBTQ plus community centre was an attack on Ghanaian laws. There are dumpster fires burning all over this continent. Some are landfill sites, some are just skips. But one thing this has taught me is that the OAU and the ECOWAS are just circle jerks of oppression with great admiration, a baby girl. Ooh. Well. She came with the energy, I can tell you that. Ghana, at your big, big age. At your big, big fucking age. Same with Nigeria. All of you lot 
are moving like dickheads. You countries, your governments, like you're moving like dickheads. Um, I'm focusing specifically on West Africa in this specific um, conversation, in this specific drag, and the, giving the straws um, as colourful as your flags are. The straws are going to you. I want the straws to be striped in the colours of your waywardness, right? Cool. So, you Ghana, you Nigeria, you man got colonised by Britain. You got colonised, you got taken the absolute fucking piss out of. The homophobia that you hold on to so ardently that you hold on to so aggressively do you know who gave you that homophobia this british motherfuckers they they brought that with all of their white supremacist patriarchy they brought it over to you before then you were minding your business you were living your best life you were doing what you were doing everybody was just i'm not saying that there weren't wars i'm not trying to romanticize the thing but the things that you were focused on was not the things that they then distracted you to focus on now their motherfuckers left right quote unquote left because they're still there and that's why you're still behaving in a wayward way but they allegedly left and they went back to their countries and they started implementing laws that allow for gay people, trans people, everybody to live freely. That's what they say anyway, but we see how they're behaving to trans people over here. But anyway, they now go to their countries and say, oh my God, homophobia and all of that shit. That's so wayward. That's so bad mind. We're not involved in that anymore. And we're not supporting any countries that are being homophobic anymore. Wait, but who was the one that took that shit there in the first place. Who was the one that took that homophobia there in the first place? But now that you've decided that it's not going to serve your ideologies anymore, and the only reason, let's be buck, the only reason that you're not as focused on homophobia really anymore, even though we know the violence is still out there, we know that, but it's because you've realised that there are gay people that can make you money, that can make you a lot of money. So for that reason, you're like, okay, we'll tolerate this. That's how you put it, because that's you call yourself a tolerant society, just so you can get more money. That's the only reason. Meanwhile, the countries that you invaded, that you colonised, that you left with your waywardness, they're now trying to extrapolate themselves from it, and they've wholeheartedly held on to it because they're holding on to what the colonial residues of your fuckery. But they're not realizing that they're looking mad for doing it. So that's what I'm saying to you, Ghana, Nigeria, you're fucking dickheads. The government, I'm speaking to you specifically, you're all fucking dickheads and you're ridiculous. Because as much as you, every year you want to celebrate independence. Independence from fucking what? What have you made yourself independent of? Because you are still very much dependent on all the very, very backwards, backwards, homophobic, misogynistic, all of the things, you are still very much holding on to that. You're very much still dependent on that. How do you expect to flourish? How do you expect to build a solid economy on shaky ground? And the shaky ground is your colonialist mentality or your colonized mentality, rather. That's what I wanted to say. And you, you said all the things that <laughs> needed to be said. There's no, there's nothing left to say. You said, you said absolutely everything. I have, for one, been seeing a lot of news around this um, homophobia in, in Ghana and everything else. And just to point out someone, I really want to say his name. His name is Danny Wonders. Okay. His name is Danny Wonders. I didn't know who he was before this day, but actually he took it upon himself. He's, he's, a, he's a notable person. I think he's, he's known in, yeah. like in the community or whatever, but I didn't know him. But anyways, mm-hmm. there was a post on Instagram that was speaking out about the homophobia in Ghana. This is someone that lives in the UK. Yeah. Danny Wonders went and commented and said, keep that shit in the West, as in keep homosexuality in the West. Don't bring that oh. shit to, 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 to Ghana. And everybody got onto him. So I just feel like it's people like that who we have over here that are now going onto Instagram, going onto Twitter. And these people, are, they have platforms. This yes. Danny Wonders guy has a platform yeah. and he's gone out and spoken 
openly about being a homophobe, that's where that's that that, that those are the people we need to deal with because we yes. can't get to we can't get to Ghana. We can't get to so we, these are the people that need these the are the people that need the flogging. So I've definitely been seeing a lot about it, and it's just it's just it's really tough. And obviously, we know we've got it in Nigeria as well. So it's like. Where can you turn? Where can you turn? This is why I think that, you know, even when I look at um, people like um, Bob Risky, every day I pray for Bob because I'm just like, I don't know how you're surviving and and um, living um, as freely as I assume you're living that you present to us on social media because Nigeria is so wayward in so their understanding of, of just people and, and living. But then I don't know if they are or if it's something that's just presented to us through social media and things like that. But I, I just, I don't like it. I, don't I think know. you're right, though. I think every day that Bob Risky gets on camera and she does the dances and she does the singing, she's saying a big fuck you yes. to Nigeria. Yes. Like, I, I make jokes, right? I guess I shouldn't really make it in theory. Like I say, why does Bob just get up and make up and, and get on all these fancy dresses just to stay at home? I get it. I get it. I get why Bob Risky does not want to leave the house and why she just wants to stay in her mansion wherever yes, she yes, is. Yeah. Just, you know, dancing along to songs yes. and mouthing songs because it's like, it's, it's not safe out there. Oof. And even when she's in these parties, she's surrounded herself with people that... All the time. That yes. accept her, that know her. And then it, it makes you feel weird sometimes because you're going at her, on her snap or her Instagram and then you're seeing men, like, yes. you know, men that look straight, I guess. Yeah kissing her on the cheek, yeah. dancing with her. Yeah. And you're thinking, you know, this is the sort of Nigeria yeah. that, until, that you know, love, yeah, yeah. until you find out that these are men that are doing dodgy things. But you get what I mean? <laughs> Everyone loves her runs, boy. Yeah. She loves her runs. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who hasn't been there, Bob? Who still, hasn't been I'm, there? I'm, ha- I'm more than happy to watch her yeah. snap and just suspend my disbelief and just be like, yeah, this, you see, this is a Nigeria that we can actually achieve. But no, totally get why she sits in her house and she just mouths along to song and she just dances because what what do you want her to go out there and do when you go out there now they want to be misgendering her yes. they want to be doing all sorts of violence so I don't I think that um, <clears throat> I think that a lot of the time I'm specifically talking to black people now mm-hmm. um, from a black queer perspective how boring mm-hmm lazy and low rent um your observations on sexuality are like it's just are you not tired are you not are you not exhausted because i tell you when i was first tired when i really had to make a decision of like oh i'm gay and i'm black i think i've said this before i think i said it in the other podcast when i was like i was really busy being black i didn't have time for this big coming out story like there was a conversation with my family there wasn't even time for that dust to settle. Okay, cool. I've got to go back to this fight. Yes. Yeah. Like, you lot are with it. You're not. I don't have time for it. I don't have one of those um, big arrival stories. And <laughs> yes. this is, who's got time for that? Yeah. Like, I'm black. Like, we all understand the weight that comes with. On top of that, I think why I'm such an advocate for, like, women and other groups is because I see um, the attacks that we face. Mm-hmm. So, therefore... I easily see it in all the other groups, in workspaces. Like, I understand what bullying looks like from afar, from near, from whatever. So why would I ever, uh, from a personal perspective, so why would I ever just sit back or have views that allow anyone else to go through that in my presence? I just don't understand it within, specifically within... Uh, the black community and back to what you said it's colonization it's yeah. this under it's control 
It's all of these things. It's also just none of your... It's none of your business. This is it. It's none of your business. I don't... I'm really not under... I, like, I just don't care about what you do in your bedroom, who you do or don't love or who... Or whatever the thing is. Because most likely, that isn't where our intersections... That isn't where our intersection links. Yes. So what I mean by that is, like, if I'm talking to you... Um, um, if we are discussing the script for more time, yeah. am I then going to be like, so this line is this, and by the way, like, oh my gosh, I really hope so-and-so is a power bottom. <laughs> like, it's, do you get what I mean? Like, it's got nothing to one thing to do with the other. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's I was talking... It's irrelevant. It's like, like, what... What business is that of, like... And why are you concentrating on that? We've got this whole thing to build. Like, like we've got things to build, things to reclaim, um, as in spaces, about, time, yes, yeah. all that. And you're worried about, like, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. And that's why I've never been bothered. Don't get me wrong. I have clapped so many straight men who, silly them, thought that I couldn't fight because <laughs> I'm a whole shirt lifter. You're mad. <laughs> you're mad. <laughs> You're absolutely mad. <laughs> because, first of all, I know how to fight. Yes. Second of all, I'm the type of person, I don't fight you just to leave you. If we're fighting, it's to the death. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to die. Someone As I said at the top of this, either you or I or both of us. Yes. Like That's the but way that someone. I'd be raised. Someone has to die. Yes, and I feel you on that. And so, like, so there's been so many, like, just throughout the... And I'm like, why, though? I just don't... I don't understand. And it's also... It's, it, it ties into uh, your hate of um, women, specifically yes. when we start talking about uh, men that are more um, effeminate. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, ah, oh, I hate that, I hate this, that, 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 or the other. But then, so you hate femininity, regardless yeah. of, like, where, like... Whose body it's in. Yeah, yes, yes. You, like, and that's a bigger conversation. Why? Why? And then it just shows your true colours in the way that you want to treat black women. Yeah. And, and it it's a mess. Like, none of it is your business. At, like, none of it is, is your business. None of it. And there are certain influencers out there right now that, again, I, I've blocked your blood clot. And yeah. that's the reason why yeah. uh, you um, didn't get that particular um, campaign. Yeah. Uh, because you're problematic, and then it was like, oh, you want to make you want to make this about sexuality and like you taking the piss out of um, um, trans people on other sets and think that I wouldn't hear about it. Okay, if we're gonna discuss sex, we'll do it everywhere then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when you come in and you're like trying to tell me about why you wasn't hot, yup, I dropped a clue there. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Well, this man is hot, and that's why you didn't get that too. Yeah, yeah. But you lot can all like. It's cool. We can either do that and we could be petty like that or everyone can just mind their business yes. and concentrate on the bag that you're apparently there to get yeah. and keep it moving. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a great point. Like homophobes, transphobes and racists, they have this thing where they feel like they can say whatever they like and they shouldn't, yeah. And just go back to work. 
and, and like and meeting you today, I know that no, we've got someone there that is you, he is, yeah. he's he's guarding those gates. I he's like am, no, yeah. he's like no, he's like he's checking people at the door. You homophobe, racist, transphobe. Okay, I'm not go, here go. For it. <laughs> literally, yeah. and I get yeah. that. And, and we can that. meet in all of those spaces, whether it's that space or like you lot forget that I'm from the era where Lucas A bottles were glass and we used them as weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You man can get bottles. It's up to you. Same so. Same. I also think it's quite easy for us to be in the UK and just kind of feel like yeah. things, certain things aren't a problem. Like mm-hmm. even when you were used to kind of basically talking about how you're able to kind of switch off from it and just be like, I don't even, like you don't even like business from it. That also is a privilege that we have. A hundred percent. So, you know, I, I definitely appreciate it. I, I just can't put myself in the shoes of the Ghanaians and the Nigerians. It's just, I just can't put, I can't, my mind can't get around that, that people will treat you a certain way because of that like these people can't even they can't they can't do certain things especially the ones like you were saying that the effeminate ones that yeah. might want to wear makeup or that yeah. they might be obviously in inverted commas gay yeah there's certain things that they can't even do or spaces that they can't even and operate the things in that you're just not i you're you're 100 right it's mm-hmm. very easy for me to sit here and say all of these i agree mm-hmm. and like not that, that that like breaks my heart and it's also I think the romanticism also comes along with it. It's like, I don't understand. You lot are like where the sun is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and where all these beautiful things are, like as close to your ancestors as you could possibly be. And you're still mad. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because when we we keep talking about colonialism as if it's this abstract concept, and this is why I have a problem every time we're celebrating independence days, because again, I ask, what the fuck are you independent from or of? Because you that your feet touched the ground that like your ancestors bled on and were taken away from like your feet touched that ground all of the time then you walk into your governmental buildings and you go and pass laws and legislation like a fucking idiot like a fucking idiot like stopping your people from expressing themselves in the way that they want to express themselves like surely you should be radical in your legislation but if your laws that you've learned that you've been able to construct have been constructed based on white supremacy that's all it's going to churn out literally that's all it's going to churn out and they love to lie about someone wrote a really good tweet and i forgot the person's name but they said something like it's a bullshit argument to say that the reason that you're so concerned about the lgbtq plus community in ghana or nigeria or wherever the fuck that you're so concerned is because as a people we're not really people that like to show our sexuality like that you're a fucking liar because everywhere in the heteronormative society you are showing your sexuality everywhere from the from the picture that you have on your table of your wife and your kids to whatever you might say to a little boy oh have you got a girlfriend if you didn't everywhere you are showing your sexuality your sexuality is on display everywhere so it's not about sexuality that we don't have a problem showing we just don't want to show something that's out of the heteronormative scope that is the problem I was even going to add to your point isn't it in Ghana that they have that huge statue of the of the man and the woman oh that one, I was oh. like, yeah. and they're naked, no? Are they? Oh, yeah. oh. I think I want to. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I remember seeing this huge, big statue, and then, or maybe the woman is naked and she's got a wrapper on, and it's like I'm just like okay. sexuality Very everywhere. All of your songs. Tired? Are you just not tired? No. I just I could not imagine walking around the whole time, pretend like not uh, policing is the yes. word. Uh-huh. Everyone else, while you are being actually polite but hatred is a is an endless energy source 
that ages you very, very quickly. It ages you very, very quickly. So if that's the energy source that you want to tra- tap into to be able to do all the things that you're doing, do it. You'll have, you'll be able to do it, but understand that you're just going to look rubbish the entire time. But yeah, I just feel like Ghana, Nigeria, your government specifically, you need to all go suck out because um, there's nothing that you're doing. You are not independent of anything. You are still holding on to um, colonial um, colonial mentalities and laws that these lot that gave it to you, they've already distanced themselves from and they'll make it a humanitarian issue when you continue. They now, they've caused a fire on your land and then they'll come to say to you, oh my God, we'll help you put it out when they're the one that caused the fire in the first place. You not see how fucking stupid you look. That's why, like I said, all the colourful flags um, you know, themed straws, you can go and suck out. You can go and suck out. The ancestors are angry with you. The ancestors are disappointed in you because this is not what you were asked to do. This is not what any of us were asked and to they're do. They're human undercover anyway. I can smell a gay from a mile away oh. and via the internet and TV and I'm like, oh, okay. All these lot that just love to go on and on and on. Like, do you remember the one that was caught in the orgy? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five man orgy that, that was passing laws literally, about gay people. There's not even there's not even no levels to being gay, but he's he's the he makes the levels to being gay when you want a twenty-five man orgy and after you were act like you're homophobic. You know what? Like enjoy like get your life, sis. Enjoy your orgies. Like just I just what like what don't doing? stop other people from doing yeah. that. That was the issue. You wanted the orgy to be exclusive. You're putting out legislation, you're actively there going like we should jail them, we should do this, we should do this, but you had to run out of the window and across a gutter when they found you at a 25-man orgy. Can you not see? Bleeding. Can you not see? Can you not see how ridiculous you are? That to me, that is the that's the that just goes to show, like you say, the levels to this in that the people who are so actively against other people living their own lives and living their best lives and just expressing themselves in the way that they want to express themselves as we all have a right to, they're usually the ones that when you now pull the curtain back and look at what they're doing. For 25, why do you even need 25 (laughs) men in an orgy? Like five, if you like orgies, five, but five is okay, no? Yeah, Yeah, go off, sis, enjoy yourself. I don't even care. Fine, yeah, it's true. You don't even care. I just don't. I just don't care. Like, yes. great, bust yeah. a nut or 25, whatever. <laughs> but don't get leave people yeah. alone. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know what? I'm so glad you brought it. I do. I scam people like, are you homophobic? Are you sexist? Do you yeah. understand your Good. privilege? La, la, la. Great, we can work together. Or no, we can't. And I think that's the scanning that should be going on. No, it's not, true. Not we should all be vetting around. people. We should all be vetting people that way. But then people turn around and get cancel culture and this is censorship. I should be able to share my views. I just don't agree. I just don't, I don't you, agree you, with the way that yeah. your wig sits at the front of your head. I don't ooh, agree ooh. with the way that you have, um, quote unquote, have laid it. It's not laid. It's been, re- it's resurrected. It's undead. Ah! It's a walking dead. Frontal where? It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right there. The front of the right there. Right there. About be HD happy legs. for the camera because if I had my way it would be clap culture <laughs> you'd all get clapped yes. as soon we'd meet up watch drop your pin location yeah. get clapped yeah. like and cancel culture ain't even that big a deal now all it means is that you just miss an opportunity you'll be fine what opportunities do you even miss everybody yeah. that you lot have tried to cancel has gone on to flourish so what, yeah. what is cancel culture show me one person that you have cancelled effectively I think they, they try and make they try and bring up uh, Daniel Caesar 
And I'm like, guys, Daniel no. Caesar, he's flourishing. He's, he's flourishing. just he, all he did was just he just stopped talking. Yeah, that's, that's that, it. That and that's what a lot of people are just advised. Like, look, they'll leave you alone if you stop talking. You try to cancel Doja Cat, she's there enjoying. Yeah. Like literally, it doesn't. You can't cancel people who actually the the rhetoric that they are hair peddling serve a capitalist society. So you're not going to be able to cancel them. Actually, the people do that do end up being quote unquote cancelled are the people that don't have those socioeconomic um, socioeconomic positions and tend to be black and brown people who tend to be from the uh, you know from marginalized voice, voices whether it's their um, sexuality sexuality as well as their ethnicity on top of that and their social class all of that comes into play they're the ones that are end up being cancelled and censored not you man that are ending that just end up going on to to flourish and do whatever the fuck you like so yeah that's just it like um you lot can go suck your mothers because I really hate it. I hate it for us that we're in big, big 2021 and still like you have not learned the lesson that your, um, your colonizers are trying to ruin you. But I think that that's a great place to leave it. I was going to mention how some countries, I know it's it Texas that wants to bring back a firing squad for, um, killing people now. Because, instead of, uh, the injection. Yeah. Instead of the injection. Let me tell you something. I'm glad you mentioned that. I watched a movie yesterday called on Netflix called trial by fire. Mm so good and let me tell you they need to abolish that death penalty they, they need to get if you cannot ensure that you are you know you're getting things right yeah as it as it pertains to a case don't be throwing out the death penalty like like yeah. when you watch that movie it's a lot and i'm sure a lot of people will agree who've watched it already but to me it's like even if you could get it 100 right who gives you the right to take somebody else's life i mean i know i talk all the time about like i'll take your life if you try me but no like seriously who gives the state, the right to take away an individual's life. And these are the same motherfuckers, especially Texas, that you don't want people to be able to have abortions because, you know, oh my God, they, the, the children should have a right to life. But should that you're child do something, people. you then have the right to kill the yes. child. It's all fucked. Like you're, you're, you're not thinking this whole thing through. And when we look at the disproportionate number of black people who are incarcerated and who, are, who have the death penalty, you understand that actually... This law is only being considered or this firing squad issue or all of these um, death penalties are only kept in places where you actively hate black people so much that and because they took slavery away from you and they didn't allow you to enslave people, you're like, well, you I'm going to get them penalty. one way or another. Let them do, let them yeah, do anything you took, wrong. And I'm I on it. You took away lynchings, so I can't lynch them. Like, lynchings aren't legal anymore. All right, firing squad. Firing squad is so violent. What the fuck do you want with a firing squad? What the fuck do you want with a firing squad? Do what? Do you, want, do you want to know what's even more sickening is that, and this, this is a fact, they kill way more people during the election year. Yeah. They kill, as, as in the death penalty, the state kills way more people during the election year. So at least that way, you're feeling like a man. You're yes, like, yeah, yeah, look yeah. at all these things. And I just think that, myself, that is so, yeah. that literally makes my belly turn. Yeah. That, you know, some people are on death penalty with no date. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you have when you when the, there's a new president that's due to be elected, you will get your date. Yeah. You will get your date. It's so uh, point. makes you makes me sick to the stomach. And again, speaking to the privilege that I won't say because you know being in the UK isn't everything, but again, speaking to that privilege that we do have be, mm-hmm. of being over here, like they can never try that shit with us. Well, um, you, but, well, well, they've already taken Shamima's citizenship, so maybe they've taken Shamima's citizenship, and they're only they're only gearing towards it. Preeti Patel has said we well from what we've been told that she's allegedly said that she's happy for the death penalty to come back. So with the way that everybody's here, we can't even loud it, loud it up True. enough to say that the nurses deserve more than one percent pay rise, that the teachers shouldn't have to do this, that the teachers should be moved ahead to get vaccinated if you so desperately want them to go back to school. Do you know what the fucking coming off point? The fucking shit that I saw. I went Peckham yesterday. 
you've told these lot that they need to send their children back to school on March 8th on a Monday, yeah? Cool. But you don't allow for the retail shops to open for them to be able to buy the clothes for their children to go back to school. So when I was walking through Peckham, the clothes shops that sell the kids clothes have opened the shutters and the parents are creeping under to to order the clothes. So to get their clothes ready for Monday. And I said, this is this is exactly if you wanted to know why, how callous and and horrible this government is, just understand that they want kids to go back to school on Monday. But forgetting that, look how many months have passed since those children were in school and the parents still need to be to get them stuff and then stuff but you shut the shops oh they can order online how how long will it take to arrive right so to me it's it's that kind of thing where everything's a fucking mess and we're pretending that it's not and so we're we're here like you said with the privilege of like oh my god death penalty but trust and believe people like pretty people like all of them are really trying to get it back in but they're in, they're implementing different things first so, so then they'll give it. you'll get to so get that, them so that when they introduce it. it it won't sound like a crazy it won't thing. sound like the wildest thing Oof, scary. It's very scary. This is why we have to start building our own things and our own infrastructures and understanding the thing yeah. in order to combat. Pre- pretty. <laughs> her, her. You're over this girl. Yeah. Her time will come because what. I'm trying to think what the analogy is. It's like. Um, there is a film in my head and I can't remember where it's from. But basically what she is, she's in she's in hell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Surrounded by the devils. Mm-hmm. And they're all currently singing one of us. Mm-hmm. But when they get hungry, <laughs> nobody's gonna save her. Yeah. And then she'd be like, ah, it's a brown woman. Uh, no, 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 no. Stay over there. Stay over there. Stay over there. Yeah. And catch your fate because you, what you're doing is disgusting but it and also what you're talking about is this is why we have to build our own things as well because all of those things that you just said are logical how are the parents going to get the clothing what work have the parents been doing in to be able to afford the clothing oh my um, yeah. all of these things but because they're men who are running your government um they don't look after their children. They don't look after their children. <laughs> they don't look after their children. They don't do any of them things right. So they like they have deal. never ever had to make. I'm gonna take it back. A whole gyro check last mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Uh, months. Mm-hmm. They never had to do any of those things. They do not understand what it is to survive on the things that they are giving you. It's just like. Oh my god! I think twenty pound will do for her and her four kids. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, top, top it That's up. a lot. Top it That's up a lot. Twenty pounds, yeah. And it, and like, actually, I'm going to take that back. They do know they're doing it on purpose because yes. realistically, in the same way, like you get to a certain level, you get to a certain level, right? And and money means different things. So like, when I was like fifteen, a mm-hmm. hundred pound was like a million pound to me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at now. To be honest, like a hundred pound is probably like a fiver to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll just yeah. say twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're the one that said you. are the one that said that we were probably too rich at the beginning. Socks, the socks. Yeah, the I know. I saw it. I saw already. He said. He said we got him. We got him on four k. He said a hundred pounds is like five pounds to him. So no worries, Kevin. <laughs> Live your life. <laughs> Just live your that life. That is what I'm trying to be like, where £100 is just a fiver to me. Continue, Amen. though. We were enjoying your point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to talk now. No, it's cool. Um, 
<laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like certain things cost. You're such a troublemaker. <laughs> certain things cost a certain amount of money, and it's like, oh, that's fine. Like, yeah. And I don't say that to be grotesque. If anything, I'd say that in two spaces. One, like, trust and believe. Like, I have absolutely come from nothing, and mm-hmm. I've made a thing into something, and so can you. Yeah. There's absolutely no difference between what I do and what you could be doing or are doing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, as you progress, like, yeah, like, oh, it's 100, that's fine. That's, like, cool, yeah. whatever, whatever, right? And it's the same thing for these lot that, like, like have expensive for, like, oh, it cost me five grand to clean my car or yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. And they know, they know the difference. They do, and they just don't care. care. So yeah. If they don't care, why... We can't depend on them. No. We can't depend on them. And that's why I loved, loved over the past year. Absolutely love to see it. Loads of people just been like, oh, bum this. I'm not, I'm not being, working at this company. I'm going to start my own thing. Because realistically, yeah. anyway, your tax is going to be lower. Yeah, yeah. As a limited company or as like, even as a, well, to a certain extent, a freelancer, then you would be paying yeah. in a corporate job. Yeah. And I like, I bet some people heard that. I'm like, oh, excuse me. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that 30-something percent that they're taking out your PAYE, yeah. mm-hmm. actually, as, like, um, a limited company working for yourself, if it's done right, it could all be 19% tax that yes. you're paying all. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm just throwing <laughs> slight yes. numbers out there, but it's, like, this is why I'm currently, like, no, go and make your own thing, and you can do those two things at the same time. You know, like, when you were, like, I don't have any time, but actually... You had all the time in the world to be going out and being rejected. Yeah. How about you stay in your yard? Oh, yeah, yeah, more time. And make and make the thing. Yeah. And make the thing. It's like people, I don't know where you get the time to do that. The same 24 hours that a Beyonce has. The same 24 hours that, that a Kelechi has. Like, knuckle down and do the thing. Because now, like, yeah, yeah, I am comfortable in an okay way. And it's not from any handouts. And it's not from any of them men, like, uh, backing me in any way. It's literally, I kept myself to myself, kept my head down and was like, right, this is what I want. How do I get there? And concentrated and didn't listen to any naysayers. And that's what we have to do. Like, we have to start looking after ourselves and each other and building our own businesses and infrastructure and those things. And the last thing I was going to say on that final straw was there are gay and trans people in Wakanda. Yes. Period. Whether you like it or not. Period. And you'll be kicked out of Wakanda if you do not mind your peas yeah. and rascal. And, and there's also a goosey in the Wakanda as well, because remember they didn't like the Agusi. Oh, a goosey. They didn't like so yeah, be aware <laughs> yeah. that there's, there's all of that food that you're like, oh my God. Yeah, so just just be aware that in Wakanda it's blackety black black, yeah? And that includes every everything. black. Because everything that I do is black. Everything yeah. that you do is black. Everything that you do is black. Yeah. There's, like, everything, whether everything that I do is black. Like, you can't, I cannot dictate to you what blackness is as you can't to me. Like, I find my, because we are are not a monolith. We are not, we, we, we're all individuals Mm -hmm. that operate in the way that we need to and what works for us. Now, is there a moment where some people might have to get clapped? Yes. When <laughs> your wayward behaviour um, interrupts, like, my peace. Yes. That's not allowed. I'm not allowed to interrupt your peace or stop you from doing or being whatever you want to be. Yeah. 
I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I might have thoughts and I'll just keep that to myself. Like, cool, like, you do whatever you want to do in your imagination, bruv. I don't care. Mm. Just don't make it a reality. Just don't make it a reality because Period. then, like, my hands are reality. Right. Like, Ooh. aura is a reality. <laughs> like, Ooh. aura. Do you know people are going to clock exactly what era I'm from? And it's not no, no, when, that, when you first said it, when you first said it, I was like, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of you. <laughs> Scared of you. Bora Bora. <laughs> not, not that kind of Bora Bora. <laughs> they they will be shocked that he was just dropping Bora so casually and they don't actually know what he's talking about. But yeah. Oh, well. But no, honestly, it's been a pleasure, Kevin. Um, I can't wait for us to be able to make more time um, and get it out there to give people that piece of magic that we all deserve yes. and it's always a pleasure having you on you should just come on more regularly i know like logistically we're always like oh my god but we need you we, we love your energy we um, want you on always yeah. happy it's, it's been a pleasure uh being here with both of you um, Likewise. um this one loki hot meal <laughs> <laughs> about his lifestyle but no worries no, i'm trying to be like kevin so this that's fine this no, I love it. I, this is the banter. This is this is the energy. This could be every day. Yes. I, like, I really, truly believe, like, there is no need for all of this. If 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 the Queen can have a whole paedophilic son just rolling around. <laughs> I was just starting laughing already because I knew. <laughs> doing all of the things. If Boris has the confidence to walk around with that hair and his disheveled, Look, and all of these things, mm-hmm. you are allowed to just be in great company, in peace, yes. and enjoy it, yeah. Ooh, and not true. want for anything. I, those two, how can how can he be a whole paedophile and get away with it effectively, and and me, you, and you aren't allowed to have peace? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. Mm-hmm. I, it took me a while for that to land, but I'm with you. Yeah. Do you get what no, I mean? No, I just yeah. like. And we're doing the right, like, we are on the good side of things. Yes. And it's like, yeah. it's like, no, like... We should this, feel eternal joy. We should feel internal joy. Yeah. We should all have a passive income. Yeah. yeah. We, I, like, I've seen lots of older men that I love and revere, like, die of broken bodies. The, the, the most amazing man that I ever knew was my grandfather. Mm. He's on the front of those boxes, yeah. right? And... He worked himself into a grave. Mm. Worked every single job and every bill on all of the things and like just work, 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 work. And then when he got to retirement, he didn't even enjoy his retirement because his body was broken. Yeah, That's not fair. That's not right. None of us should have to go through that. None of us should have to go through that. So for me, it is about like a passive income. Like what... You see me pop up and I'm like, okay, here's cards, here's 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 this sweatshirt, and all of them are things that are true to me. Um, okay, I'm gonna make this film. I need help. I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna come and beg it from you lot in industry. I'm gonna go to my people and be like, I'm trying to make this thing because I'm trying to start this conversation. Can you help? And one way or another, I will get it done. If that means that wherever we get to with the fundraising. And then we've got some bits and then I have to go, maybe I'll flip it and I have to go and do a, a, cor- a like a corporate job that brings in a certain amount of money, bam. And then I'll make the thing because my thing is like, once we've made that thing, do you know how influential that is for hundreds and hundreds of years to come? Even if it's one idea, pass on to the next, to the next, to the next. I was having a conversation with Clara about the Barbie doll. And I was like, bruv, that's like 
legacy yes. for for when we're not here. Yeah. Like kids growing up and being like, oh, la, 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 I can be this, that, that, and the other. And that's, those are the things that I feel like we as a community, we need to be concentrating on and and and, and supporting because the man don't care. They're never, ever going to care. Yeah. Um, and to give up on them, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's it, to I give up you. on them. Yeah, just pointing them. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it then. Thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the episode. I'm glad that we could finish on those wise words from mm-hmm. Kevin, the baby boy Morosky. Um, and yeah, I've told you about his affirmation cards from last week, but they're called Affirmations for Your Head Top and Other Things to Say to Yourself by Kevin Morosky. You can get that from his site. Go get yourself, go get your life. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I've been uh, Kelechi. And I've been Sadiq. And... I've been uh, Rich Kevin Morosky. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Rich Kevin Morosky. <laughs> rich uncle. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, Suck, suck Your Mind. That's it. So we'll catch you later. Bye. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind